got a movie boys fast? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah I think you can movie boys fast. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess he's got to go movie boys would work better, but got a movie boys fast is more awkward, which I like. Yeah, awkward is our. I mean, it's our bailiwick. It's our stock in trade. Pretty much, it's yeah. Our, our wheelhouse. If if there were a house in which we built wheels, we would build those wheels awkwardly. We would. I mean, I don't know anything about Not carpentry. Thing. Nothing about wheels. Motorization, wheels, Wood, like whatever. All materials. of the Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll get into how much I don't know about materials. Mechanical a skills. Later. Yeah. Um anything you would I mean, basically, it's misleading for us to say the awkwardness is our stock and trade because that implies there's anything else. <laughs> there's nothing else under the hood. Nope. Like we we're not even gang critics. No, not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, <laughs> I'm barely barely in that thing. And I meant to say not I was gonna say we're not even movie critics and I barely classify as a games critic. But I think I had a Freudian moment where <laughs> it's just I'm not a games critic came out. Yeah, well yeah, but I mean it's uh... We're nothing, Conrad. We've got nothing. <laughs> I mean, you can't even you can't even like, you would call people like us personalities, but we have none. I mean, that's it, yeah. Like, we're not personalities because we've got no charisma character to speak of. <laughs> um, we're not critics because we're, we just sit here no, complaining and jeering. No, we just have a big pile of bad decisions behind us. Pretty that's much. All. Pretty much. Just one bad move after another that's led us to Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, a 1996... I mean, you said it's it's a stretch to call it animated before we started the show. Yeah. Um, Quasi-animated movie uh, that was dubbed in English in 1999. And I don't have a basis of comparison, but I feel confident in saying it was dubbed for the worst. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> I've never heard the Japanese voiceover, never seen a subtitled version. I've only seen this dubbed version, and I only saw that 20 minutes ago. And I feel confident in saying the dub made it worse. I Or better, depending on what you're watching it for. I don't I don't think these these words were never going to cross my lips, right? I never thought this day <laughs> would come where I would say these four words. I miss jaleel white yeah but i do i miss yeah, jaleel yeah. white i mean let's let's talk about how they sound i mean robotnik who is called robotnik which is that that was a nice throwback for me like yeah. i realized it was from that period so yeah i, would, I mean this is pretty called man in the states yeah so that was just nice to see um but robotnik himself sounds close to robotnik like he's Robotnik-ish, yeah. Eggman-ish. I mean, he's he's mad sciencey-ish. Yeah, general. he's more of a generic mad scientist to sort of. I mean, he just sounds like a lot of anime villains, really. I mean, this this is what you would show people if you hated anime and wanted to convince <laughs> someone else anime was bad, and you were also quite deceptive, and wanted to show it at its worst. You could show them this, because this film is every... Um, I, I want to use another word from awkward, because we've used that word a lot already. But it, it that's, it's Strain. the most fitting word. 
strained, tenuous. It's every awkward, tenuous, strained comedy moment in an anime. Yeah. Stretched across 54 minutes and 32 seconds and even struggling to fill that much time because it rushes every plot detail and then still needs a huge amount of padding and filler and just shots of people staring at stuff, which is good because you don't have to animate those. When it's not, like, wasting your time with those things, it's inserting expository detail that has no payoff whatsoever later in the thing. Yeah. Also, why can Knuckles hover in mid Oh, God. Oh, man, the game, yeah. The film, rather... I'm getting the words film and game mixed up today. The film kind of takes huge liberties with the abilities of the characters. I mean, he can straight up fly. He straight up flies. Tails' version of flying is almost like teleportation. <laughs> he's just whipping here and there. There's one scene where it's like, Tails, fly up there! And he's just up there. It doesn't even fly. He just, he's in one spot and then he's in the next. Um, but yeah, back to the voices. Like, Robotnik sounds fairly standard. Tails, first of all, the head cold of the poor voice actor. That's all I could think of. They sound so bunged up and like their sinuses are just blocked. I my my initial thought at hearing mm-hmm. not just this character, but also Sonic, was that it was performed entirely with a clothespin over the nose. Yeah. Like, I mean had... Sonic just sounds like a total pervert. And he sounds lazy. like a pervert in a hurry. A lazy pervert who is paradoxically in a hurry. Because he rushes... I've not seen like voice acting that rushed and compact and compressed. And I know that often with anime and English dubs, they've got to try and fit the, the, the mouth sure. movements. And obviously, uh, Japanese uh, pronunciations and... Um, oh, what's the fucking word for the, the way someone talks? Cadence? The, Cad- not cadence it, it's it's more to do with timing but the timing is off because yeah. the japanese language has pauses in different places uh which is why you know so many english voiceovers can sound stiff and like if they're waiting to be interrupted it can often just sound very awkward and, and badly cut off because you know they're trying to fit what's already been animated and it's been animated for Japanese speakers, not English speakers. I get that that happens, and that's why sometimes anime can sound like the voice actor is rushing. But every now and then you come across one where it's just so extreme that you're thinking, where is that guy off to? Yeah. Where is a voice actor who's doing this job, and let's be honest, not that well? <laughs> what other bookings? That's more yeah. What's he got that, that he has to rush off because he's got another job in 10 minutes? <laughs> but that's how it sounds sometimes. Uh, you get these extreme cases. Another one would be an actual video game example. Uh, Suikoden Tear Christ, I think it's called, or Tear Crease. Uh, the DS... Sorry, hit my microphone uh, filter there. Um, the DS Suikoden uh, was voiced by... The main character, certainly needed to be somewhere fast and had hours and hours of dialogue to record and clearly couldn't be there longer than an hour. I mean, they they talk this quick. In fact, they probably talk quicker than I do. That's how quick it goes, if not quicker. And this one, there are certain lines from Sonic especially where I'm like, 
okay, I know you're playing the fastest thing alive. And maybe you're trying to do, like, um, Blur, I think his name was, from the fucking Transformers movie. And you, maybe you're going for quick talking, except you don't always do it. So why are you really, like, quick in some scenes to the point where it sounds like, not Sonic, but the voice actor has better things to do? Because you're in this to begin with, you don't. I'm, yeah. just, I'm very confused by... I, I'd love to know what the direction is, if any. What the actual voice direction is for some of this stuff. This... Some of this dubbed material where the voice, English voice actors are just spurting lines out. Well, I mean, there's there's could be a couple of reasons for that. Um, one is that the American voice actor who played uh, Sonic had a, I think I think he played a, a whole bunch of the other like minor characters. Like, I wouldn't be surprised that this if this had a small cast. I didn't stick around for the credits. Uh, I mean, there's interestingly enough uh, for the like one line that Hyper Metal Sonic has in it. They did get yeah. a different voice actor. Oh, did they get a big major celebrity voice actor for like a cameo? No, but no. They, they got they didn't hire Martin Burke again for that. But as right. I was watching the credits, because uh, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page here for it now and not the actual credit list, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm sure I could find, but I'm not going to. So I don't care that I saw Martin Burke's name in there like four times. So I don't know what incidental like robot voices he was also doing. <laughs> but I, I, I think that... Uh, the Maybe he did Tails as well, or is that... No, no, that was, uh, that was uh, Lainey Frazier. I mean, it all sounded the same. It was all just nonsensical shouting and colours. I, I and think... I mean, this is by anime standards. Like, I don't, I'm not taking a dump on anime as a whole, because I've seen some, and it's, you know, even with English dubs, suitably watchable stuff. Absolutely. Then yeah. you get this, which is like a child's nightmare come to life. I mean, there's just, there's no energy at all behind the performance of Sonic as a character at all. No, he just sounds horrid. It's it's flat and one take, and we're, let's let's pump this fucker out. Where's my that might be at? it, yeah. It might just be, let's just get it done. Yeah, that's kind of but the yeah, vibe that I'm getting. Certain English anime dubs, and not even the entire dub, sometimes just one or two characters... I don't know if maybe the mouth movements are just going too quick for them, but it doesn't seem to be the case. They just seem to be in a hurry. But anyway, that's that. When he doesn't sound rushed, he does sound like a pervert. He sounds like a grown man putting on a kid's voice to infiltrate a school or something. Hmm. I mean, probably like an online chat room or something would have been better. Because... (laughs) I don't think the old trick of strapping shoes to your knees and crawling into the building. <laughs> Shuffling into an elementary quite... school? Yeah, I don't yeah. think the would-be pedo would get away <laughs> with that for long. I think maybe you'd get like 30 seconds through, if that, before security is on your ass. Yeah, I think that's... Someone will probably ask the question the moment you walk through the door, if someone's in the foyer at the time. I... I think the thing that that I well okay so this show this it's really like two episodes of a show. Yeah, I mean, it really is like 
it, it the whole thing plays out like an episode of the the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, the Saturday morning cartoon show that I at least assumed to this span off from. Having watched it now, I'm not sure, but I think it was it's like an episode of that stretched beyond breaking point. Well, it was a, an OVA yeah. in Japan, and and it was a, a, a two episode thing when it first released in in '96. Righto. And uh, I guess then for subsequent releases, they just you know slapped them together and and yeah. did it that way as I mean, they are the wont to do. Happened. No, it happens pretty often. And sometimes the other way around as well. Like I know one of the criticisms of the uh, Castlevania uh, Netflix thing, which we should probably do. Yeah, we're gonna have we to figure out a way to do that. We keep forgetting that one. Yeah, we should just maybe that could be the next one. Oh god, I know it'd be another animated one, but it's the only idea I've got right now. Uh, plus, I do need to watch more than one episode of it. I only watched the first one, but I know the criticism of that was it wasn't a movie. I only watched... broke it up episodically. I only watched the first one of those, and and I Same only watched here. it for for Matt Frewer. Ah, uh, because I, I, I watched watch, the whole thing, and I'll watch anything with Matt Frewer in it. But Matt Frewer's character dies in the first episode, so I stopped oh, yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I similarly only watched the first one. I watched it all the way through, but I, for some reason, I didn't pick up the rest of it. Uh, yeah, I wasn't compelled to keep moving, and yeah. so then I, again, just to show you how long it takes me to get to, get to things, I only started watching Screen Wipe right like, this week. <laughs> right after years of being accused of ripping off Charlie Brooker, I'd never really seen his stuff. And like I only started, I watched like, I only started on Black Mirror this year and then moved on to other, like I'd watched Nathan Barley when it first came out. I was well aware of Nathan Barley. Um, But I don't know, ever since I moved here, I've become, the tectonic plates of culture and me have shifted so much. I don't know whether it's a result of me coming here or getting old, probably both. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I can't keep up with things, you know. I, I watched Westworld. That might be the most recent thing I've seen that had come out. I last week, after the like fifteen thousandth time, I mentioned that Repo Man is one of my favorite movies, and someone asked me, "Have you seen Repo: The Genetic Opera?" I love that film. Uh, I finally got around to seeing Repo: The oh, Genetic right. Opera. Yeah, um, and I one hundred thousand percent get why it's a cult film yeah like it is it has everything. that sounds backhanded <laughs> no it has i mean no it, it, it's not for me because yeah. in order to appreciate it it's a film that you have to watch more than once um you have to watch I've it i've watched it quite a few times yeah, yeah well yeah you have to you have to i i suspect that by the third viewing you're absolutely hooked and you have to be into it enough in the first one and i think it's beautiful uh in in a filthy dirty way that really appeals to me the aesthetic's amazing yeah. the characters are very cool uh the the performances in it are what i expect of a cult film i think my problem with it is that it's an opera and not a musical mm-hmm. and and that's not to disparage their execution of the opera which again is spot on but a, a musical, I walk away with a song that's in my head, you know, something that that sort of sticks with me. And there was there was nothing here uh, uh, in Reap of the Genetic Opera. Fine film, uh, but but it's it. I'll probably not watch it again. 
Yeah. I mean, I can understand that. Like, I'm not a big opera guy myself. Um, it's it's not for me. And there are some opera tunes, isolated ones, that I find you know particularly beautiful. Right. But the structure of the opera is not for me. I love a good musical. Um, not traditional musicals. I like you know the more out there ones and sure. experimental and weirdo ones. Um, I also but, like the like by the numbers music man, my fair lady. Uh, yeah, kind of sh- I love that shit too. Uh, ah, right. You see, I I never really cottoned onto those, but I always liked you know Little Shop of Horrors and uh, um, oh god, what's the the one that takes on the Tempest? There's one that takes Shakespeare's The Tempest, sets it in space, and then is also a musical. I can't even remember the name of it now, but I was in it. I was in a school production of it. I played uh, Ariel. That is a it's a robot in the in the musical version. Fuck, that's annoying. Yeah. I can't remember that. Yeah, now I but anyway, I like this. those ones. Uh, but I bet I bet Repo the Genetic Opera is amazing on stage. Just, oh no doubt. Just the the things that you could do in set design around yeah. something like that for a a stage performance would be remarkable to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably go see it performed live. But I I yeah it's hard to imagine myself being in a situation where I watch the the film again unless you know I'm with someone and they want to watch it. That, yeah. Then sure, I wouldn't like turn it off. But uh, anyway, we we were talking yeah. about Sonic the Hedgehog. We were, yeah. I, I was I was going to follow up by mentioning that I've I'm all caught up with Ash vs Evil Dead. But, oh, me uh, too. Me, well, except no, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't started in on season three yet. Ah, uh, yeah. Season three is they. I mean, I, I guess it's just fucking stupid. <laughs> But in an enjoyable way. It's been stupid the whole way through. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, this one in particular is stupid. Okay. Uh, but it's good. Like, it, it, I've been enjoying it a lot. Like, it, the, the, the comedy stuff's still spot on. Um, there's a lot of it now. Yeah, I just I just watched that, and I'm, uh, yeah, really loving it. Um, yeah. Like, we, we I watched, um, what was it, Army of Darkness yesterday. I hadn't watched that in years. Yeah. Um, but I rewatched that because Evil Dead had got me. Ash versus Evil Dead had got me back into wanting to watch the films again. So I watched Army of Darkness, and then, like Alex had pointed out, how like you really don't. There's not another film series like it, and now TV series as well. There's not another franchise like Evil Dead. The 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 seesawing between horror and comedy. Mm-hmm. The balance of that and the way the movies are so different from each other. And it's not its not just comedy. It is straight-up slapstick. Like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can make some arguments, you know, some of the, you know, the one-liners are, are funny or whatever, but, I mean, it is straight-up slapstick comedy when it's at its best. The, the yeah. things that everyone thinks about as, like, high... You know, peak comedic moments are him fighting with his hand, uh, mm-hmm. him you know getting sprayed in the face with the gallons of blood uh, coming. Oh out yeah, of the well wall. it wouldn't be an Evil Dead if someone wasn't getting just drenched in obscene amounts of blood or whatever color substance they've got that day. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's it's that stuff that that makes it it pop out, and you don't see slapstick done much anymore. Not really, no, no. And certainly not uh, slapstick. It became kind of discredited. With such a, a a wink and a nod to the audience. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's a, 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 but it's never gone so far as to like fully break the fourth wall either. It's it's such a unique show in that way. Yeah, it doesn't. It's never so far stepped out of itself. It doesn't take itself seriously at all, but it still takes its world very seriously. It's yeah, you know it's, as far as I, I can remember at least. It's consistent. I mean, the only um, yeah, the only place where the franchise breaks down is in the games. True, true. Although I've only ever played one, and uh, by all accounts, it was one of the better ones. Okay, yeah, because there are three. One, I think three. One of them is horrendously bad, which is the one uh, Evil Dead: yes. Hail to the King. Right. Which was the PlayStation, the original PlayStation one. Okay, that I don't think I. I think I played a PS2 one, and it, he had a little, a little dead eye helper following him around and you played as him sometimes yeah yeah and that was uh i want to say that was rob tappert or it might have been uh the Raimi brother i might need to replay that but he was he was voiced by someone in that circle yeah uh that was a fun one that was probably yes i agree that's it wasn't high quality but it was it it was was a closest title but it 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 was a pretty good budget title yeah. Yeah. yeah, I um, especially with you know Ash versus Evil Dead making it contemporary again, like it's ripe for another game, it and the is. idea you know him with his shotgun and chainsaw hand, like uh, yeah. he's a video game character just needing to be in a good game. Well, that's that's like, why get a good they stole combat all of his together. lines for Duke Nukem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely pillaged. <laughs> Bruce Campbell for that, uh, and Sam Raimi, and of course, and, and everything. But um, I used yeah, to have a absolutely Doom for a game, like original Doom, that was the Army of Darkness Castle Siege, <laughs> as made as a Doom level, and it yeah. was awesome. And it, <laughs> it that makes sense. You've got a chainsaw and shotgun in Doom already. Yeah, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, you know what else I played a lot of. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, really? (laughs) I mean, I was a Sega household, you know, at that... Same here. Well, we were British, and the things were flipped over in Britain. Like, it was more common to see Sega stuff than Nintendo stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of... Why you see a lot of, like, British games media talk about Sonic a lot more than American games media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I played the first two a lot. I never got the third... And actually, that's basically where my Sonic experience <laughs> ends. I'm a little more. I mean, well, my my stories of. Uh... Wait, you mean you mean to tell me you have you have played and enjoyed further Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh... I've I've played and not enjoyed further Sonic <laughs> games, as Sonic's more hardcore fan base damn well bloody knows, and still despises me for. Um. Yeah, I've got a bit of a testy relationship with Sonic's ardent fandom, which I would separate from just, you know, normal fans. But, um, yeah, Sonic Colors was the most famous example of Sonic's fan base. Sonic Again, Sonic's zealous fan base, hating yeah. my fucking guts, my ample guts. Um, do th- they've never let that one go. Do you think they're going to feel better after today? No, okay. not at all. Um, I mean, considering this movie, not that we're uh, 
actually, it's is anyone making money off this apart from secondhand sellers? But anyway, the YouTube video of this movie has like seven million views, <laughs> and I don't think a comparatively high dislike the, to like ratio. The ad-free, non-DMCA YouTube video. With the uh, full English translation and subtitles, somebody put them in. With as, with as much as Sega takes stuff off YouTube, and they've left that up, so I'm a sh- it's morally all right, everyone. There's, Sega's there is, definitely seen this. There's also a link in the annotations to the Japanese version if you want to watch that. Brilliant. <laughs> so Everyone's happy. All your bases are covered. <laughs> uh... Oh god, but yeah, Sonic's had its ups and downs as a series, as a game series. If we want to cling to that, um, I mean, it, it's you know, all right. Like so many things, when it, I was interested. Past two, I just didn't play them. Yeah, Sonic Three and Sonic Three and Knuckles were were good. Sonic, yeah. you know, stuff. It's when it went three um, D, like with so many franchises of the yeah. early console era, that I was just like, nope. I'm not interested. As much in that. as people praise Sonic Adventure, uh, the yeah. first one at least, um, the Sonic Adventures never grabbed me. I've tried them, never got into them. Um, I did. And, I, I have yeah. Sonic Adventure too. Like I, I, I own it. Um, I think I have played like ten. It, that's the one that starts in the city, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, don't they all now? I, I know it's got. Some city stuff in it. There were humans walking around, and it, like I'm checked out. <laughs> like, where did these people come from? I know that was a big thing in Sonic 06. It was one of their legendarily bad ones. Yeah. Um, Sonic Heroes, I believe, is the one that made me take the game disc out of the PS2 and snap it into several pieces. I had, I've got anger issues. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. <laughs> Um, unchecked as a child, much better now. Um, that might have been the one. Either the that or I frisbeed it so hard at the wall it shattered. <laughs> On the same day I got it, and I didn't feel bad about it. I've never regretted it. Yeah, that's the one I I frisbeed at a wall and shattered. It was the one that had like you were playing three characters at once and could switch between them, and there was a level that was just so fucked up that I was happy that I broke what I bought. Thrilled. I mean, I got it for like six quid at second hand at a shop. So I really didn't lose much. Yeah. Um, although I was on the poverty line at that time, that six pounds could have gone somewhere more useful. But uh, anyway, uh, didn't like that. Um, Shadow the Hedgehog, I remember playing. Enough said. Uh, more modern ones... Uh, if we just blaze through this stuff quicker than Sonic's voice actor, uh, I mean it's just a, it's a it's a literally a blue blur, right? Some of this stuff. Um, never did Sonic and the Black Knight. Um, did Sonic Colors, of course. Didn't like it. People hated me. Sonic Four, I liked well enough. People hated me for that. Um, <laughs> Sonic Lost World. I'm going at well. Sonic Generations happened at some point and was great. Sonic the Lost World or Sonic Lost World was like a Wii U game or something, and yeah. it was like a, like almost like Mario Galaxy, but a way jankier. But had a lot of ideas that could have worked, 
But then Sega scrapped all that because every time Sega has a winning formula, they scrap it for some new formula and some new gimmick that is going to be janky because they've never done it before, but they never perfect it because they scrap it. <laughs> so f- anyway, Lost World was frustrating for that. Um, th- last year they did better. Uh, Sonic Mania was very, 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 very good. And even though everyone hates Sonic Forces, I thought it was all right. I honestly thought Sonic Forces was okay. Um, not not earth-shatteringly brilliant, but it was better than a lot of shit you could get for $60, let alone the $40 they were charging. So I thought that was okay. Okay, so what makes a good Sonic game? Like, what are the defining characteristics that make a Sonic game a good one? I think... The diff- well, certainly, I can certainly say the difference between a good Sonic game and a bad Sonic game is the level design. If the level design cannot house what you're trying to make Sonic do, which is seems to be the biggest failing of a Sonic game, then, you know, you fucked up. Uh, Sonic, the way they make him control is very slidey. Um, at its best, almost like a car. Um, like an in-game vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've never fully committed to that. I almost feel like if they just committed to having an accelerate button instead of using the thumbstick to make him go forward, if you just had a, a an accelerate and he was on glorif, you know, jumped up roads masquerading as platform levels, you'd probably have one of the better Sonic games out there. But they still try and make him control like like a Mario game almost when they go three D. Except his physics do not work for that. Well, I don't think that that criticism is limited to when Sonic is 3D, though. Because, and this is a thing that's always kind of bothered me about Sonic's Sonic as a game design versus Sonic's level design. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, there's, I wish I could remember whose spectacularly good YouTube video I saw that laid this out more clearly than I'm about to. But the first level of a Sonic game is always really, really well executed in that it has... And I, I want to say Super Even in hot. the bad ones, they're usually the best levels. Right. And they you know, sort of take advantage of having multiple paths and so forth. But, but the other thing that they do really well is that they're is a sense of constant flow that can run through that whole level. And that, to yeah. me... I mean, that's good for, for any platformer game. You absolutely. Have a good but in the of... case of Sonic, as a franchise that is, you know, premised on the idea of speed, the levels really, you would think, should be designed with optimal routes that, prevent, that, that provide you the opportunity to pass through them with the bare minimum amount of stopping yeah well here's where i slightly disagree um because a lot of people say it's a it's a series about speed but when you play sonic 1 and sonic 2 in particular and sonic 3 as well um they're not all that fast oh i know i agree like there are moments that's why i'm saying they've, they've never designed for their premise in any of the games that I no, played. but but I would say that originally that wasn't the premise. Like speed is a reward, and obviously the premise of Sonic is that he's very fast, but the speed is intermittent in the original games. Whereas they tried to make it a constant in the 3D games, 
with disastrous results often. And they tried to make it the focus of a lot of the mobile games as well. Um, Sonic Advance, the first one, has its issues with regards to that, but there's a, still a lot more platforming mm-hmm. and then moments of exhilaration after you've navigated an area. Then you play Sonic Advance 2 and it's it's just... It moves so fast you can barely keep a bead on what's going on. Right. And, and I, there is, I, there does I gave need up to on be the a series balance at that point. There. I agree. That, like, you, it can't be so fast that you can't make decisions. Yeah, I mean, that was the problem. In Sonic Advance 2, half the time I died because I there was no predicting what was coming up. Right. Or, you know, I lost rings or whatever because you just couldn't see what was coming up. And, and then there's, um, there's a certain level of satisfaction to that kind of design in that, you know, through repetitive play and level memorization you can have an optimal performance and you know that but then again that yeah. that's a speedrunner thing that i i'm i know that sonic speedruns exist but like given the choice between watching uh, you know like an early sonic speedrun versus an early mario speedrun i'm going to go with the early mario speedrun pretty much every time because I know that they can run through almost every level on their path with no downtime in those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing, is is you ask what makes a good Sonic game, and really the answer is, you know, what makes a good platform game in general? Right. Because Sonic really isn't that different. They've tried to make him different from another platformer, but he's not. And I think the series suffers when they forget that they're making a platformer at heart. Either that or they should they need to fully commit to the speed thing and make him make him more vehicular uh, in terms of control, uh, because right now they've tried to marry platforming with what essentially is a racing game, and the results are not even in the best Sonic games, the best 3D Sonic games. The results are still not optimal. It never feels like you're playing something that is correct. If 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 I make sense there, no, yeah, because you know. Half the time, you're dying because he's skidding off the side of a road into just, you know, bottomless nothing. And that's where the challenge is now. It's not in enemies, which are just discardable at this point. Um, and you, you can home in on with your jumps and everything. Right. And are often used to just keep you on the road. The enemies are used to keep you on course and stop you veering off to your death. Um, but but that's where most of the deaths come from in those games, is like not knowing what's coming or... or sliding off the side of a road or like glitching through a road because the jump and the collision detection didn't quite work out. Um, that happens a lot. Like the game mechanically can't keep up with itself. Uh, that's often how it feels. Um, alternatively, just keep making games like Sonic Mania. Like just ditch the fucking 3D shit altogether and make more games like Sonic Mania, which, you know, they're mostly made by fans of the original games. <laughs> um, because Sonic Mania was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Sonic Mania was excellent. Okay. Uh, even though it was kind of cannibalized from older games. It's either stick to what you know, or at least stick to what made the series good. Uh, I don't know if Modern Day Sonic Team knows much <laughs> about that. Although they handled the 2D stuff in Generations pretty well barring a few moments mm-hmm. uh but that that i feel is is what needs to happen is like commit if you're going to do the 3d racy stuff commit to making it feel like a 3d racer 
Um, like, the best gimmick they ever threw into the series was a sidestep button, which rarely comes up, but has been used in other games to, you know, really good effect. Um, it makes the game feel a bit like, you know, those endless runners. Yeah. But with a lot more control. Um, but, you know, you uh, assign a left-right dash button to the left and right triggers or the left and right bumpers. Have him speeding down a thing with blockades in the way and you press the button to make him go left or right as needed. And in each game that features that, only once or twice does it become a, a an actual important thing. Um, but it's mostly just thrown in to make the levels feel a bit different. But it's so infrequent that it breaks the flow because you don't expect it to come up and then it comes up. Um, so that's where we're at. That, that's what they need to do. They need to either like regress completely or fully commit to a 3D racy style game, which they've never properly done. I think that, that we too need to regress... <laughs> or commit. Yeah, I don't know if maybe psychologically we knew that this was going to be a short one, so we thought, well, we want to make we want to waste hours and the listeners' time. So, what if subconsciously we just start talking about TV shows and films? <laughs> Better TV shows and films than the TV show slash film that we're about to look at. Right. I mean, that's yeah, that's a much so... better use of everybody's time. Everybody's yeah. and I mean so. like like normally we'd have had that conversation before we started recording. Yes, yeah. yes. We blow. We basically had our little catch up. Yeah. Before we hit record. Right. I mean, after we hit record, rather than before, as we usually do. So, shall we talk about the Sonic film? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's uh, yeah. Let's talk about the Sonic film because yeah, you know, for for something that is fifty four minutes, there is a surprisingly, well, it's surprising. We begin with a view of computer screens and pinball sound effects. Just think, right? There must be some listeners who specifically listen for this part. Like, they want to hear the movie discussed in laborious detail with us nitpicking every little thing. And they've had to wait almost 40 minutes to get to (laughs) it this week. Which I'm now extending right. by you... saying this after the, your very first sentence. Yep, yep. Just, just playing it out because that's the other thing. You know, you know, I, I was wrong. There are two things that we have. <laughs> we have awkwardness and an ability to drive a concept so far into the ground, no <laughs> man will ever find it again. With those two skills, though, we'd be great at writing scripts for video game-based movies. <laughs> I legitimately think that we have a future in that. Yeah, we could be the next Duva Bowls. Oh, God. They could call us the Bowls. Uh, I don't know how I feel about alleged fraud. Uh, <laughs> so we get, this, we get these flashes of a robotic-looking blue hedgehog uh, after these pinball effects. And Doctor I bet that's Metal Sonic. Yeah, that's a, a, a Metal Sonic. I bet it is. I bet that turns out to be a Metal Sonic. Doctor Robotnik addresses the robot, uh, saying that the the life data of its counterpart is all that it's it is required to complete this creation, which he calls Hyper Metal Sonic. 
Oh my god, that's even worse than a Metal Sonic. A Hyper One? Are you... What? And when he's complete... Are you joking? When he's complete, he's going to kill Sonic. Oh my fucking god. And that was the first point where I was like, oh, okay. You're, you're straight up saying you want to kill him yeah. in a children's film. Kill? It's, it's not just... get, it's not, you know, destroy or any any way they try and cover up the, the K word in kids' media. No, straight up, kill him. And, I mean, I my my guess is that that, that is, you know, um, what's the, faithful to the original. Just, just because of the other content that winds up in this film, some mm-hmm. of which, it should be noted, was cut out of the, the initial U.S. release over uh, censorship fears. Um. But yeah, just straight up gonna kill Sonic. And then we get the title of the movie, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. After that promising note (laughs) that we're gonna see a very murderous Robotnik. (laughs) The stakes have raised considerably with this movie. I'm just thinking, I'm just now remembering what we get. Because you're right, it sets this murderous tone. And then we get Curly from the Stooges. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to the skies where a sputtering jet piloted by an owl. Why? Why do all of the creatures that are capable of flight on their own in this franchise fly vehicles? Because... Because in this world, birds need planes, but foxes and echidnas can fly, and they fly in the air. They well, live in the it, sky, it and birds live on the ground. Inexplicably has the independent power of flight, is still a pilot. Yeah, well, he just wanted to show off. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can fly, but I've also got a pilot's license. Huh? Get, on the, get down on this day. So they're, they're flying in the direction of a small island that's in the middle of a large body of water atop what appears to be a floating plateau. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm going to bring this up here because uh, I didn't understand it at the time, um, and the film didn't effectively explain this to me uh, but uh-huh. I think this is actually a translation issue uh, that that comes up I did not understand this world that they were living in I don't, don't understand why everything is a bunch of floating islands yeah and then that he lives on an island within an island I mean the concept of sky islands I'm trying to think if they were new to the series at this point or not. I mean, either way. I mean, floating platforms and platformers, whatever, it fits. It was just just weird, and I didn't understand it. And um, I've since gotten it sorted because I looked at the wiki. (laughs) Like, I read the description on Wikipedia for this, and it actually explains the structure of this world. Now, the movie explains the structure of the world also, but it does it in some different terms that don't make sense. 
and do yeah, not explain I know they ref- what this world is. They refer to like the Sky Kingdom or something at some point. Well, it's it's uh it, it, we'll get we'll, we'll get into that description in a bit. But I just right, I was so yeah. weirded out looking at this. I just didn't. And so the the tone for the film immediately, I'm confused. Yeah. Um, well, we've got to remember this is a children's cartoon movie that is also set in the world of darkness, <laughs> which which must make it canonical and flush with, uh, you know, Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf the Apocalypse and <laughs> Changeling. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. In the future, we start getting aberrants. Oh, God. It's a world of darkness movie. <laughs> uh, Laws of the Fast. All of it. We could it's just it, we, oh, we can we could produce a mind's eye theater rule set for Sonic the Hedgehog characters in World of Darkness. Do you realize what rabbit hole you've oh, sent that's, me down? Some things you are not supposed to know, comrade. <laughs> you need to step off the ledge and come back to us because if you if you jump into that abyss. We'll never get you back. Speaking of ledges, this entire world is made of floating islands. It is. <laughs> On the beach of an island within one of these floating islands, we find Sonic the Hedgehog and his good buddy, Tails. Tails has a new rocket-powered wakeboard that he wants to try out. Yeah, which, considering that he's clearly got the flow, I'm impressed. A rocket-powered wakeboard seems like a bad idea that's where i'm less impressed like it's good that you're out of bed but you shouldn't be inventing stuff up like with a head cold like it, it you'll, is a, you'll just have bad ideas it's a bad idea in the way that like jetpacks sound awesome but you'll just re- burn your legs like, right in reality you yeah. lose your your feet um it's the same deal because the way you use a wakeboard or a paddleboard. Oh, that's true. Yeah, most of you, you're dragging, being dragged essentially by it. I mean, yeah. You're so you're basically the way he has designed this. If you were to use it like you use a traditional wakeboard, your uh-huh. genitals are just gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, I'm think trying to think of the best case scenario, <laughs> and it's the the water will break your legs. <laughs> right. The seawater will be pushed towards you with such force. <laughs> the very best you could hope for is break broken legs. Probably worse than that. I mean, probably broken rib cage. And that's just water pressure. That doesn't go into the rocket technology <laughs> that is being blasted at your body. <laughs> what? You will come back hands with like bone white knuckles <laughs> clutching a wakeboard and nothing else. <laughs> That's what will wash up at, on Sonic's beach. You would be boiled alive in the ocean. I don't know why Robotnik is inventing robots to kill Sonic <laughs> when he could just he have just tails let, Miles let him it. play with his beach toys. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, anyway, Sonic way. Sonic is way too cool to try out this wakeboard. Yeah, yeah. He's sat on a deck chair that sends you directly to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a remote control for his boombox. Mm-hmm. That's just the kind of badass he is. And so 
He starts listening He's living to a tunes. decadent, luxurious lifestyle. It's like the fall of Rome on Sonic's beach. <laughs> After a little bit of sick wakeboarding, Tails is heard screaming for Sonic's assistance. Yeah, that'll be the ribcage shattering. Who does his level best to ignore the pleas of his young friend. <laughs> he had a hero on beach day. Like, his his ears all twitching. Which, by the way, this is some of the most detailed animation in the entire show that you're enjoying right here, they right went now. Out of, they went out of their way to let you know that Sonic knows. <laughs> He knows his best friend is in trouble somewhere out on the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly handcrafted ignorance. But because he is... You know, Could have described an NRA video there. Sorry, carry on. Because he is fading ignorance, <laughs> he's unprepared for the fox to come barreling into where Sonic is presently chillaxing to the maximum. Mm. Uh, with the owl-piloted jet in hot pursuit. Now, the jet is on fire, and Tails wants to help the owl, but again, Sonic is way too much of a cool guy to do anything. Yeah, like, it's... It is shocking, actually, how little of a shit he gives. I thought he was heroic, and then I watched this movie, and I'm like, fuck him now. Like, I mean, it's getting to, like, virgin god abusive relationship territory. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's he's going to Tails, and he turns to Tails, he's like, if it's so important to you, why don't you go do it? Yeah, he seems to hate uh, Tails at points. Yeah, Tails is the sidekick. You don't send him off to do heroics. You do heroics, and he helps out and provides comic relief. Like, what are the lanes? He's got the dynamic wrong. I'm confused. This is not how I understood (laughs) this to go. Uh, Yeah, he seems, like, thoroughly irritated by Tails' presence. Yeah, yeah. He's he's an ass, a douchebag in this. So Tails flies up to the owl, who seems unaware of the flames coming out of the back of his jet. And Tails tries to help, but it's completely out of control. And once again, flies into Sonic's super chill spot. I don't know if it's just like this 25 square feet of beach has some sort yeah. of, like, magnet in it <laughs> that everything must pass by this one point. But he's just finished getting his umbrella back in. This might be how he makes his money. He's got a high-powered magnet that just drags <laughs> vessels. And sh- he probably set the pil- plane on fire to begin with. Oh. And then anything that crashes or washes up on the beach, that's salvage. He probably makes his money that way. He's he's basically like a siren out on the ocean, <laughs> wrecking ships and planes and collecting the what well, you know the wreckage behind. He's a, yeah, he's a salvage. Sell operator. that on his scrap. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a huge electromagnet nice under his island, and it's just pulling everything uh-huh. in, just dredging that way. <laughs> like I thought, he was like lackadaisical and lazy. He's actually a, an evil genius. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. It's want, the only. He doesn't want the attention. 
that heroics would bring to his highly illegal activities. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to recap, he was happy to sit on a fucking chair, lie back with a drink with his boombox, and just watch and listen to a plane immolate an owl to death. He was quite happy to watch that plane be consumed with fire and crash with a life on it while his fox friend helps and endangers himself and might also die. Yeah, I really think what happens next is really more out of enraged vengeance than uh, an, an earnest desire to help. Yeah. Because he... Uh, charges off and, and races around the side of a, a cliff edge to build up speed and then bounces directly into the jet. And I really think he's in, he's attacking the jet. It's I just mean, a honestly, coincidence that he comes out with the owl and, and Miles. Like, Yeah, I think there, there are only two words going through his head at this point. No witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> It turns out that the owl is there on urgent business. The president... Wait, there's a president? I know nothing about the politics of this world. There is now. Okay. And That's it. Whenever there's something that happens in this movie that doesn't seem congruous with anything else I've experienced, I just... Yeah, okay, it is now. It is now. That's that's where it is. Okay. Um, but he's a. Uh, I think Sonic. I think Shadow the Hedgehog was the first time I was introduced to the concept of a president in Sonic, and I had pretty much the same reaction. It was okay, all right. There's a there's a president now. Fine, fine. Whatever universe this is in, whatever you've done now, <laughs> whatever, fine. Whatever sick, depraved track you're taking us down here. Yeah. Uh. Uh. The. Uh, the president's requested Sonic's presence at the presidential palace. Uh, yep. So presidents get palaces. So Tails fires up the the tornado, their their biplane, and uh, and and the sick telescoping runway that they have that conceals their secret base. Probably made that out of you know bits of ocean liner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And they're off to the see bones them. of the crew settled underneath Sonic's island. So, so they go off to see the president. They leave Owlman behind to uh, to do starve to death stuff to hang out there. <laughs> uh, so, so Sonic shows up at the president's office to find Robotnik is there behind the president's desk. I mean, that's kind of sudden, but sure, why not? Uh, there's a couple of robots up here, but the they they bounce around a bit and destroy them immediately. Yeah. Uh, before they can attack Robotnik, the president calls out and asks them to stop. Uh, and and we see that the president and you know what really annoys me about this film is just the the sheer fucking unbelievable nature of someone becoming president with the help of bots. <laughs> No, no, you're right. You're right. And I mean, th- that would be patently ridiculous to imagine. Just that... the very idea of it is so fantastical. I mean, I... that I I could never imagine it coming up in any fucking discourse. Now, I mean, I can I can see I can see a world 
where you know bots could be used to sow discord in a system, right? A what? No, but, that no but, way. But, that sounds scary. But to uh, you know, improve the political chances of one candidate versus another. No, yeah, there, that, just the just idea of a pr- a president with orange hair becoming like getting to that point with with like robotic automated assistants. Just, <laughs> I, I, I can I. I... <laughs> I could swallow a lot of fantasy, you know. I, I my suspension of disbelief is is uh, pretty good, but this is just broken. A poorly dressed, orange haired president. We're talking about Robotnik becoming president because of robots. Oh, oh, but oh no, no, you're, you're Robotnik's not the president. Uh, the the president is the guy who looks like the chief from Danger Mouse. I know, but he's. I was. He's. Orange, I know, but he was orange. in the president's chair right. and, and yeah. he has robots. Right. You kind of got to go with me on it a bit. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't work. <laughs> <coughs> um, Sorry, carry on. So, Tails accuses Robotnik of having taken the president and, and his daughter, Sarah. Uh, oh, 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 by the way, the president's there with a cat girl. Did yes. I, did I mention that? Is, that? is that the cat girl that is also, like, Looks and dresses very similar to Aerith off Final Fantasy VII. A little bit. A little Every bit. time I saw her, like I was thinking Aerith. And Sonic 06 gets shit for starting a furry relationship between Sonic and a clearly humanoid like girl. But this movie did it first, or at least intimated it first. Yeah, I, I mean it's she has cat she ears wants to... and a tail. And but but aside from those elements, that's it. That's is clearly yeah. you know she's a cat girl. You know, yeah, basically human in appearance except for cat cat ears and tail. And she clearly wants to get down on Sonic's day. Oh, big time, big time. She won't stop talking about like boning down. She doesn't use that phrase, and she's not that explicit at all. <laughs> but she fancies him. Absolutely, that's made explicitly clear. Oh, and, and, and from and, that and we can he, bring he out that she wants to her. bow down. Mm-hmm. You know, quite quite clearly. And and she is, I mean, he won't she is he desirable won't help in a by plane. everybody apparently. Like That's true, yeah. Like the only characters who do not seem to express some kind of romantic interest in her are Tails and her father. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tails, the father, and emotionless robots. <laughs> Everyone else is into this, oh, like, no, no, even, even look an emotionless robot. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Everything. <laughs> Everything except for Tails, who is too busy inventing dangerous technology, dangerous leisure equipment. <laughs> and her father, who, who is her father. You know, Which, you know, although, I mean, he, well, hang on, though. I mean, he is the president. It would not be unheard of. <laughs> so what happens next is Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. Uh... So anyway, Robotnik's... When, when, we reach, when we reach points like that, 
all I hear in my head is Dr. Ian Malcolm saying life finds a way. <laughs> I just, we always manage to get to that point. We really do. Whatever the movie, whatever the topic. Yep. Yeah, there's there's always some way. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to apologise to that listener who shortly after Trump's election said the worst thing about it was us making jokes on the spin-off Doctors. Oh my gosh. I'm so, uh, no, I'm... I am sorry that, that we've ruined your life like that. No. But I'm also very envious for you if you think that's the worst thing. Like, I'm looking at my tax bill right now. Uh, tax bill, my, my tax. No, that's true, my tax bill right now. Um, not the tax bill, my tax bill. And if if the worst thing for you is this podcast, you are a lucky boy. And I say that as someone who isn't, you know, an actual target of Nazis. So wait, lucky boy, you you mean you mean to tell me that that the the tax cut did not help you, Jim Sterling a solid member of the middle class and the owner of a small business? Not at all. In fact, it's going to make my small business uh, more of a hassle. Huh. How about that? Huh. That's so weird. Because that's like... Like the complete opposite of what I'd heard was going to happen. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to affect me. I'm poor. <laughs> I'm just not going to get to take advantage of more of the services that I already have too much pride to take advantage of. There we go. Yeah. Lucky boy. Right. Listener, if you're still listening somehow, because we got worse from after we he really said that. I don't even think we did the Angry Birds episode. <laughs> Lucky boy. <laughs> so Robotnik says, no, no. Would I would I ransom the president and his daughter? To which everyone responds, yes. But no, that's not why he's here. The fate of the planet is hanging in the balance. And he goes on to explain that planet freedom is made up of two dimensions. The really stupidly named land of the sky. Which, yeah. you know, like... How do you have land of sky? You have land. You can have land in the sky. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Uh, I, th you do need it to be on the land. Yeah, yeah. And, it, I mean, it makes more sense. Well, uh, let me finish. Uh, the, the land of the sky where they're at presently and the land of darkness where Robotnik comes from. Uh, this would make more sense if it were des not, described not as dimensions. That's where the translation fucked this up. Because they're not separate dimensions, even though there are strange warped portals seemingly everywhere when it's convenient. When they need one in the script, one appears, yeah. yeah they're always there. I, I don't understand why they chose to describe this as dimensions instead of just saying there's a world above and a, a world on the surface. Because that's what's going on here. They're not like... This might be another translation thing. That's what I'm saying. These aren't like yeah. separate dimensions. These are just... they're oper Yes, they're operating on different... Oh, sorry, yeah, that was what you were saying. Yeah, they're operating on different planes, sure. Planes on the Y-axis. <laughs> but they're not dimensions. Anyways, that, that was the big, like, 
translational kind of thing that made this so fucking confusing to me geographically that I didn't figure out until I read the wiki and found out, oh, no, in the original, it seems that it was much more clearly defined that way. Yeah. Um, so that's that's nice. But, uh, but in the movie, though, it's the land of the sky. Land of the and sky. And it's a different dimension. And the land of darkness. Two separate dimensions. And uh, Robotnik lived in the, the land of darkness in this utopian city called Robotropolis. But it was invaded by robots led by Metal Robotnik, a metal version of him. Who would build that? <laughs> Yeah, like the maybe the guy who makes robots based off his favorite food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could it be the guy who just like I mean, if it, I'm just saying that the sort of person who would build that kind of robot is the same sort of person who would put his face on every building that he occupies. Right. Right. You know, like something that's so like, like clearly identify it as his. Uh, you know, like probably every time he went into a building, like the first thing he'd do is find some way to put Robotnik's face on the side of it. You see it when we first shown Robotropolis and it lights up with a pattern of Robotnik's face. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very Robotnik-y. Yes. The things that Robotnik makes. Yes. Everything's very Robotnik-y. And here is this metal Robotnik. Yeah. For which they Which, are... knowing Robotnik, he's probably put a signature on somewhere. Or, like, a company logo on the foot. All you'd have to do is lift the foot and rumble the ruse. <laughs> not these people, though. Not, not Sonic and his fucking idiot friends. So, Robotnik gets driven out by metal Robotnik. And then the robots sabotage the robot generator. Which does not... <laughs> contrary to its name, generate robots. <laughs> it's called the robot generator because Robotnik insists on everything he makes being prefaced by the word robot. Yeah, yeah. It's just a generator. <laughs> it's a generator, but... It- Robotnik made it, so he named it after himself. Incidentally, here comes Metal Robotnik that I didn't make. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but the robot generator that I totally made generates power for Robotropolis. (sighs) And it's now overloading. And if it's not stopped by sunrise, it will explode and destroy the world. (laughs) <laughs> who let him make that <laughs> what what city planning permission looked at that and thought yeah alright destroy what is it the world yeah alright I think he the is, whole world yeah whatever I think he is the sole living inhabitant of the land of darkness maybe yeah yeah, Except for whoever built friends. that metal Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he has an enemy, but that's it. It's just the two of them down there. Uh, so this exposition 
much like the exposition in many of the movies, has put characters to sleep, specifically Sonic and Tails. And uh, Robotnik says that someone has to break through Metal Robotnik's defenses to shut down the generator and suggest that maybe someone fast should do it. And Sonic, predictably, is too cool to save the world. But... <laughs> such an ass. He's an incredible asshole. He is convinced, through a combination of begging and probability... And I, if I could just take a moment... I w- yeah, so I was, I was going to like just ask the audience to guess which one would make this particular Sonic more interested in saving the world. The statistics or someone begging him for help. The answer is, if you, you, as you may have guessed, the statistics. But that then makes me really question, um, what's going on with the public education system in the land of the sky? Like, what has this president done? With his Department of Education, to, yeah. to that things are in such a sorry state. I think Betsy Devotnik <laughs> is uh, running that for the yeah. land well, of the I mean, sky. Well, I mean, clearly, clearly, someone has been put into the position, put in the position that has no experience in education uh, whatsoever. Um, so that makes a whole lot of sense to me, uh, because here we have a character who, uh, you know, a child. Clearly, go you know, spent some time in the education system. Maybe a dropout. Uh, you know, I hear the dropout rate. It's got to be. It's got to be huge. Miles isn't in school. Poor little Miles yeah. Prower, uh, out in the streets, latchkey kid, not going to yeah. school, running with nothing a, but a lethal jetpack to his name. Running with a crowd of uh, uh, that that has, shall we say, questionable moral and ethical standards. Yes. Yeah, I would I would go one further and say highly questionable moral and ethical standards in this particular Sonic. This is a troubled kid who clearly bright, you know, he he yes, invents death machines, but he's inventing death machines, right? Yeah. Yeah, on an island run ruled by a single hedgehog with no empathy. Failed by this system in that he believes that the argument against this guy lies 99 times out of 100 is what if this is the one time and thinks that's a strong argument. (laughs) And sadly, everybody else in this place is so fucking stupid that it works. Yeah. I mean, far be it from me to say there's ever been a president that believes in spurious statistics. <laughs> but clearly, yes. <laughs> clearly in this fantasy world, the, the, we've the got one that of does. South Island. Uh or or is he the 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 president of Planet Freedom? Oh, he got to be the president of Planet, Planet Freedom. Freedom. Of course he's the president of Planet Freedom. Yeah, this place is called Planet Freedom. Let's emphasize this. The whole world in which this takes place, in which all the different dimensions live, <laughs> is run by a single world president. And I'm not saying that if there's a single world president, he'd be so thick that he'd consider other countries to be separate dimensions. 
But this president in this fantastical movie we're reviewing does. Well, you know, I mean... <laughs> Lucky boy. Well, if this is your big problem. <laughs> these robots are coming in. Yeah. They're bringing crime. They're bringing scrap metal. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're some bad hombres, those robots. I saw I assume are good robots. You know, they just want to come and build shit. But yeah, well, I mean, let's not like the mad evil scientists. People like have a go at them, but they're a good bunch of people, great bunch of guys. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's uh, I mean there are people on good people on both sides of the mad science. I think so, and bad people on both sides. You know, yeah. let's not. No one ever talks about that when they're watching robots rampage the town. Yeah, merciless murdering robots uh with no compassion or uh yeah. or, or empathy for for other living beings i'm just saying that you know sonic the hedgehog is a surprisingly deep well <laughs> i was just trying to find a way to get us back on track with a real slam dunk of a punchline so we could move on, but I got nothing. <laughs> well, Sonic agrees to go do this thing with the generator. And Robotnik gives yeah. Tails a wristwatch that's actually a navigation. Oh, device. that's it. I was going to talk about the president um, aligning with a fascistic, uh, but it doesn't matter now. <laughs> he gives Tails this wristwatch. It's actually a navigational device that will lead them to Robotropolis because nobody knows how to get there. Because there's nobody alive down there. What are you people doing? <laughs> if a man comes to you from a place where no one else lives. <laughs> no one knows how to get there, Connor. <laughs> They've got no intel. It's almost like the president has let someone go into a combat situation without a briefing. Just no intelligence whatsoever. None at all. It's almost <laughs> as if. <sighs> While Sonic is gone, Robotnik and Sarah pass time by playing fighting games. Best way to pass your time. If you're on your way to a place where no one except the guy you were just with knows. And Robotnik keeps winning. So Sarah gets frustrated and demands to go for a drive. And Robotnik refuses to let her go for a drive. But then some kind of enormous robotic vehicle breaks through the wall of the president's office. And she just jumps into it. Well, she wanted to go for a drive. And Robotnik jumps right in. And and it it genuinely I I like to think that Robotnik's reaction to this is I cannot fucking believe how easy this is. <laughs> how have I not taken the world from these goddamn rubes before? 
Yeah, like, on the one hand, he's happy his plan is going so well. On the other hand, he's furious that people like this exist. (laughs) He seems so startled and concerned that she just jumped right in there and has started it on the controls. Like, he was unprepared for the fact that this robot vehicle would burst in, that he doesn't have to feign the surprise. I mean, either that or she's so spoiled that when she says she wants to go for a drive, she is used to cars just being there at her beck and call. Like, the robot just responded through... Oh, she read the secret. That's what it is. She read the secret. (laughs) Got it. That explains a lot. So they leave. Uh, with the president, you know, you know, like, oh, my daughter. As, as they A lot go. of people buy the secret to try and find out what the secret is, but they don't realize it's just the script for Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. <laughs> I thought the secret was that you pay, you were willing to pay fourteen ninety nine for bullshit, but okay. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Uh, you know, I wonder if you could find the secret on YouTube. Because they made a movie of that. Maybe. No, those people are litigious as fuck because they're actually making money off of it. No, oh, yeah, mm. yeah. Probably, probably see that on Amazon Video. Oh yeah, for yeah, yeah. I bet you can. I bet you can. Actually, oh, yeah. actually, I'm pretty sure I have seen it on Hulu at some point. I mean, here's the thing: if you want to watch or read The Secret, you probably can. Yep. There we go. I don't know why you. That's would a, a nice to PSA that. for everyone. <laughs> But, but yes, the option is you there. Can, you probably can do it if you want to do it. Sonic and Tails find the entrance to the Land of Darkness, which is a big old cyclone. Yeah. I swear at one point I hear them say World of Darkness. I swear it. it, it at the very least, it's what I chose to hear. Oh, my God. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now I've just... I've, I've now recontextualized the, the, the two like competing theories of what this fucking world is and and I have um I'm 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 trying to sort of in my head compromise that now cuz it just hit me what happens like what's about and, and why none of it makes any sense oh god I'm sorry my brain just broke mid podcast okay it's a big old cyclone that sucks them down into the land of darkness, and they make it through, mm-hmm. but the plane is crashed in the landing, and the pair must proceed on foot past some mountains. So, uh, running happens. Uh, as they dodge traps and fight enemies, Sonic suggests that perhaps Robotnik put them on a path with the most possible traps. But Tails insists it's the most direct route. And nobody thinks to break up how those two things are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just doesn't dawn on them. Uh, passing through a conveniently located warp zone. It's like basically saying that, that if I've got a soup, like like cream of chicken soup, <laughs> so it's all like like it's creamy, right? And I'm I'm about to eat it, but I smell like bleach in it. And I'm like, I can't eat this cream of chicken soup. It's poisoned. And someone else says, no, it doesn't. It's creamy. It's not poisoned. 
That's a creamy soup, that is. I mean, yeah, but I can smell the bleach in it. Yeah, it doesn't have bleach in it, though, because it's creamy. Right, yes, that's... Why would it have bleach in it? Right. I'm like, but, but it is, no, he's creamy, eat it, and then I eat it and die, like the woman in an inspector calls, spoiler warning. Passing through the warp zone, <laughs> they emerge into a place of ruined skyscrapers, tales calls the ancient relics. But we might know it as another name. Holy fuck. New York City? Uh, yeah, so, um, it's totally New York City. Yeah. It's basically the same premise as the underlying theme of Adventure Time. Uh, which I've actually never watched. That's great. It was good in its day. I've. I mean, I, I, it is all, I, I always see these sort of weird cultural things that come up and I, you know, when I'm not in, involved in them or, you know, engaged with them in any way happening around. And I think to myself, well, you know, uh, it's like that line from the, the, the lost boys. Come on, Michael. Do you think a billion Chinese people can be wrong or whatever it is? Can a billion Chinese people be wrong? Yeah. 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 That's clearly there's something there. Yeah. I mean, they can be, to answer that question. Yes. Yes, they can be wrong. They can be. Vast numbers of people can be wrong. In fact, I, I heard, actually, I heard recently about a, a decision in China <laughs> where the laws have been changed to, uh, to allow uh, the president to be a ruler for life. Yeah, and uh, and it received like ninety nine point eight percent of the vote. There you go. So they can't be wrong. Basically, you know, a monarchy is favored. Yeah, can't be wrong. Can't be wrong. <laughs> I think if you end up president for life, you end up in situations like Skylands and portals sucking you down into a ruined New York. And we're headed there. Don't. So this is Oh yeah. We're well on our way. We're well on our way to the world like the land of darkness. <laughs> Bombed out New York fucking city under the fucking rest of the world, which is now overrun by hedgehogs and cat girls. Seeking, None of that makes much sense. Seeking a better view. Sonic. I'm mostly tail- impressed that I suddenly brought up the Lost Boys and Argumentum Ad Popular. <laughs> Sorry. Sonic and Tails climb atop the Empire State Building to see the skyline is sinking into the ocean. A skyline that, I would like to note, has no Twin Towers. Now, I'm not saying... Oh, yeah, this was your other theory, wasn't it? Yeah, you've got a... You've got several theories about this movie. Oh, yeah, this, this, this is... is uh, uh, there's, there are rich veins to be mined in Sonic the Hedgehog that I, I never dreamed existed, but... You know, it's it's funny. Basically, if you're those film theorists people, right, rip off what Conrad's about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go go back and... You'll get a good episode. Yeah, yeah. go go back and, and watch the, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog OVA and see for yourself no Twin Towers. This came out in 1996, people. I'm not saying Sega was involved, but what did they know? I mean, think about. We're just it. asking questions. We're just asking questions. We're just, we're just trying to make you think. You know, 
trying to, to, to make you see that there are possibilities beyond yeah. the things that other people are telling you. And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with telling you how to think if it's just thinking. Right. Yeah, it's just it's just a different way of looking at the world. Right. Yeah, it's just thinks in your head. Right. That's all they are. They're just a bunch of thinks. Nothing wrong with that. You see, and and and, and the way you look at the world's important because perception is reality, right? And, Absolutely. And so, That's all it is. And the only thing that is reality is what you specifically perceive. And from all that, we can tell that in two thousand and one, Sega got bored. And you finish the sentence. I mean, I'm not with your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just, we're just putting a blank there for you to fill in. Yeah. Based on the they were frustrated with the way the Sonic series was going. Had an idea to freshen it up. Sought tales for advice. Continue with with uh, your own thoughts there, listener. It's uh... yeah, and don't don't. Accuse us of inciting hate towards Sega or anything. No, no. Or accusing them of anything. But there is a deep these state. Are just questions. <laughs> there is definitely a deep state. <laughs> it's going to take your children away, and it's incredibly left wing. So, Tails. <laughs> Why is this episode? I thought we were going to be in and out in an hour right. talk about a shit Sonic cartoon. Fucking fooled you. Tails leaps to the conclusion that the skyline is sinking into the ocean because of the robot generator and not as a clear natural result of entropy from an incident that long ago happened because of yeah. the way the plants are climbing, the ivy's climbing all over these rotted fucking carcasses like ribs <laughs> unto the sky they are yeah pretty much i mean it's they're in a hellhole <laughs> a hellhole that has clearly had to have been this way for a while again i mm -hmm. ask you what are they teaching these children in schools the hell are they trying to imply with any of this shit as they race off to go find this generator that they assume is causing this problem, they are stopped by the appearance of Metal Robotnik, who congrats. <gasps> yeah. They told us about that. They warned us he was there. He's all looking menacing because he's wearing a cloak. He's a giant fucking robot carrying around a cloak. It looks and sounds just like Robotnik. <laughs> but it's it's evil. And he's different from Robotnik, and they believe this. Totally different from Robotnik. You're right. If I was Robotnik and my plan was going this well, I'd be livid. <laughs> how did, how did, how did this guy get elected into office? And what the fuck is wrong with this blue hedgehog idiot? It's like he's. It, you know what? I think that, I think that Doctor Robotnik's actual goal is to fail. I've talked about this in the games. Yeah. Actually, I think I wrote an article a long time ago about how I think Robotnik wants to fail and get caught um, because of the things that he could do to make this easier on himself and doesn't do in the games. Right. Maybe this is the result of the games where Robotnik has tried his best to get caught while making it fair. And this time is just like, you know what? I'm going to give you the keys 
and you just have to put your foot on the pedal and they couldn't even do that. I mean, there's nothing, there's there's few things more indicative of the design of his trap, I suppose you'd call it. Because it's it's literally like, hey, uh, so I I have this secret base. Yeah. Where I, I live and rule. <laughs> and you don't know how to and get to. You don't to. know how to get there. I'm going to give you a GPS unit that'll take you straight there. I mean, his plan is basically attack Sonic with a giant robot, except he's added these extra political steps like he's fucking Game of Thrones all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the plan is. Kidnap a girl, attack Sonic with a giant robot. It's like evil villain 101. <laughs> but he's added these extra layers of deception to what? Impress himself? <laughs> if we're taking the movie at face value and not adding, you know, that he wants to get caught, well, how- why has he added the rest of it? It's, it's- Just so the movie could happen. It's like he's trying to play with a handicap. Yeah, yeah, he has put his handicap settings, like, way low or high. I forget whether high or low is the, the better or worst one now. Um, it's been a long time since I've played a fighting game. Uh, but, you know, he's set that, and he's still winning for the oh, most still... part up until the end. <laughs> it's well, he's... I mean, any, let's face it, a victory for him is them buying this shit to begin with. Anything else is a bonus. And it's and it's and he's and he's succeeding on the level of actually playing in the fighting game <laughs> against her yeah. earlier. I mean, let's face it. He has won this whole thing. Even <laughs> if they beat him in the end, <laughs> They have to leave this whole thing feeling so incredibly dumb. <laughs> and that is a victory. That's that's like that's like jigsaw levels victory. That is like you've gotten out of the trap at the end. That, but you've been indelibly scarred for life. That that would be I mean that's like that's like winning a uh, it's like losing in a district that you won by 20 points in an election. Yes. You know, like, like a year later. You, know, you just try to see how far you could push it. And you're, you're going to win. You're going to lose that by like the smallest of margins, but it's going to feel so sweet because you tried uh-huh. to tank it so hard and it's still that close. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they, uh, they, they try to do a little fighting. Uh, Sonic tries to attack the uh the the metal robotnik yeah. but he he flips metal robotnik off yeah he flips him off a little bit in one scene well, he's, he's... they've drawn the hand it's very badly drawn yeah that's the thing they've drawn his hand is... he's trying to do a one finger raised challenge thing like yeah but it really does look like just a ball yeah with and they've put the finger protruding from the ball which is just a lump it's just a lump coming out of a bowl. It's, it's... But normally in a badly drawn cartoon, if you want to draw someone flipping someone off, that's what you do. A ball with a lump coming right out the middle of it. Well, that, yeah, that, not that off is, to the side. The big problem with it is that it's not on the end. If they No, it's not off to the if side. If they'd gotten no. it on the end, it would have been fine. But instead, right in the centre of it. So it looks like he's flipping him off. And it's on that scene for quite some time. Really, yeah, they hold that. He's just... Hold that frame. He's not that. waving it from side to side. Nope. 
It is just a big... It's just stood there the whole time with his finger up. Just, fuck you! But he's, you know, saying something like, you know, I gotta go fast. Uh, so, Sonic tries to attack by, you know, doing a spin-up thing and jumping at the robot's face. Uh, but he bounces right off uh, due to, as Metal Robotnik says, his polymer alloy. Now... Yep. I said earlier in the show that uh, we were going to demonstrate how little I actually know about uh, chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't figure out whether or not polymer alloy is a is a pair of words that actually makes sense together. I feel like I've heard that phrase a lot, but I also feel like I've heard that phrase a lot in cartoons. <laughs> now, I, I did look at... When they want us in... I did look it I up I mean, it's a, a thing, isn't it? Yeah. It is a thing, it is, yeah. It is, Polymer alloy. Because it... alloys are when you mix things together, right? Right, but it's generally metals in alloys. Yeah. And polymers are uh, specifically... Uh, they can be natural or synthetic, but they are a particular type of mo- molecular structure uh, with large molecules. Yeah. And I can't I have not found a polymer that's a metal. They're they're resins, they're ceramics. I, it, yeah, cuz like I did I threw polymer alloy into Google and you get polymer blend. Right, yes. And and so polymer alloy seems to be a slang term for polymer blends or there's another uh polymer word combination that I've also seen. Uh, yeah. But polymer alloy, that just... It, and I, I must have spent 25 minutes trying to look up... <laughs> figure out if that's a thing. I don't think it's a thing. I just think it's a cartoon thing. Yeah. I, I feel like what he's done is he's made a robot out of a polymer blend. Right. But... Would that be metal? I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't no, it but it does metal. explain. It does explain why a hedgehog can beat it. <laughs> <laughs> but Sonic decides to skip the whole fighting the robot thing and just run to where they need to go, which kind of refreshing, actually. Right. Well, when we're dealing with this Sonic, it's not. It's fully believable he'd rather <laughs> run away than fight anything. It's just like, you know what? I tried once. I've had enough. This is a pain in the ass. I'm getting out of here. Uh, but Metal Robotnik sprouts both a pair of dragon wings and a jetpack. Yeah, that makes sense. And the wings flap. Mm-hmm. Like I fail to see the issue here. Like, like the wings surely on the polymer alloy robot help it fly faster because it's helping the jetpack. <laughs> I think we know more about science than the people who came up with this movie. The only and and also who dubbed the it. The only justification I could come up with this, and it may speak in some ways to Dr. Robotnik's incredible design brilliance. Because he does always like to do this animalistic thing. He's got a real obsession with animal-based robots. Just loves them. Yeah. Well, he makes the robots out of the animals. Right, yeah. So So he makes animal robots. It's almost as if, like, if he were to design a robot based off himself, 
he'd call it Metal Robotnik and have it look and sound just like him. Where did they get the voice samples if they're not supposed to be him? Why didn't Sonic think of that? Why does this sound exactly like him? Uh, so many questions. But, so, he, he designed these dragon wings because he wanted to have an animalistic element on his robot. And he also wanted vertical takeoff and landing. And that's what the wings do. Because the jetpack aims forward. <laughs> and it would be way more practical to build a whole set of fucking wings that he has to flap to take off than to put a goddamn hinge and a motor <laughs> on the jets. He's always been fancy. <laughs> so he pursues them. And running happens. Uh, Metal Robotnik eventually takes out a bridge ahead of them with some missiles, leaving our heroes clinging to the edge to be shot at. This causes them to fall and scream about how they're drawing, drowning because, as Metal Robotnik points out, and, and was established somewhat earlier in this, but it is a bit inexplic inexplicable, Ta Sonic and Tails can't swim. And this is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the... Biggest consistency between Sonic the Hedgehog, the OVA, and Sonic the Hedgehog, the games. Yeah, yeah. Is that Sonic don't swim. Not really, no, no. He, he can walk around just fine, but he, he, a swimmer he's not. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll, he needs little bubbles to breathe. Like, like, like a zombie, he can only run along the floor yeah he just sinks like a lead balloon to the ocean floor uh -huh. and will just walk his way and early in the movie when you know tails is trying to convince him to try out the really again i cannot stress how ill-conceived the rocket wakeboard is uh <laughs> tails makes it a point to say i know you don't swim but maybe come out and try this. Yeah. And I like the use of the word don't. I like to imagine that even when his life depends on it, Sonic can swim, he just refuses. <laughs> he chooses too lazy. not to. Right. I don't swim. <laughs> it's not that I, I, I can't. I choose not to. It's more that I won't swim. <laughs> so in the uh, Metal Robotnik, uh, so they, they, they fall and they scream about how they're drowning, but they've actually caught hold of debris hanging off the bridge, and they're feigning this. And Metal Robotnik seems to fall for it, and so they, they climb up, only to discover that he totally hadn't fallen for it because, again, Dr. Robotnik is somehow the smartest motherfucker in the room. Don't know. I don't know how. I don't get it. It's like the bar is so fucking low. He makes robots in that. He's very brainy. He's, uh, He's a bit of a whiz kid, that one. He's sharp. He's sharp. That's what I've always said about him. He's whip, whip smart, he is. He then sprays some form of adhesive at the heroes. Oh, uh, yeah, it's got, it's got glue. It's got glue. The robot has glue. And that traps <laughs> tails on a chain link fence. I will say, though, that it was quite grim. 
the way he applies that adhesive next. Oh, yeah, yeah, next. yeah, it's coming up. Uh, he, he then fires some uh, missiles at Sonic, which seem to work, and he's going to go, like, finish off Tails, and then Sonic comes riding in on one of the missiles and flies it yeah. into the face of the robot, which uh, I guess, you know, that, that'll take care of that polymer alloy. Uh, direct hit with a missile, and uh, but then it does sound very sciencey when you say polymer, doesn't it? Yeah, it's because it's it's too it's too sciencey science sounding words. Yeah. 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 Uh, does, despite the damage to the robot, uh, Sonic uh, does manage to get hit with glue onto a piece of concrete that is now sinking into the watery depths. Very slow. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. It's it's that's a horrible way to go. Very glued very to concrete, um, dragged down by something that's attached to your own foot, but it's not your foot. Luckily, that's fucked. <laughs> the fighting caught the attention of Knuckles the Echidna. Oh yeah, I forgot he was. It's... <laughs> We're not at the. How have we made this yet. last this long? This was an hour's job, Conrad. <laughs> I almost ordered lunch to arrive in an hour. Thank I'm glad God I didn't make that mistake. <laughs> It'd be cold now. Uh, so Knuckles shows up in the nick of time to release Tails from the fence and distract Metal Robotnik so that Tails can then in turn rescue Sonic. Yeah. Um, once Sonic is freed from the sticky glue, they work together to destroy the robot, which crashes into the water... Uh, revealing that Robotnik and Sarah were inside. Now, they do this in a similar manner Holy to how shit. Cloud uh, was flung up by all of his friends to hit uh, whatever one of those fucking kids was that he hit in Advent Children. Uh, yeah, well, he's fl- wasn't he flying up to deal with Bamet at the time? I oh, yeah, it was Bamet. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's being, he's he doing the dragon thing. Well, it's the same, same deal with Sonic, except... Uh, uh, Knuckles ch- jumps up into the air and flings Sonic up, and then he hits the robot, and then he bounces to Tails, who's flying above the robot, and he throws Sonic back down at the robot, adding the momentum of his throw, you know, because exceeding terminal velocity is a thing that happens. Yeah. You're the second person I've ever known to pronounce it robot. Oh no! I only know one other person who says robot. Yeah, it's I don't, my friends that I used to roleplay with. For whatever reason, one day we all just started calling them robots. I don't know why. I wish I could answer that. I think just because it sounds weird and fun. Uh, anyway, the the robot crashes into the water, revealing, but only to us. Oh, wait, no, no, that's, I'm sorry, that's wrong. It does get revealed immediately. There's no subterfuge of this fucking thing. It's unbelievable. No, 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 yeah, once once the once the whole metal Robotnik conceit is finished, it's time to drop all pretense. And, and lo and behold, inside Metal Robotnik were Robotnik and Sarah. They climbed into Metal Robotnik from the presidential palace. I'm just going to say it again. Metal Robotnik, which is clearly multiple stories tall because the height 
of the entrance into its back was nearly the height of a room. Yeah. In the wall that it crashed into. The thing is huge. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I almost feel like you're suggesting that people could have seen it outside. It's, it somehow managed to reach this wall <laughs> unobserved. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that happened. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Sonic Tales, Thank Knuckles, who is going to go back to to treasure oh oh robotnik says oh you know my my dastardly plan is to, I, you know sarah sarah explains that she wasn't involved and this was all robotnik's evil plan but it doesn't really change the situation because the generator yeah. still has you to know be what destroyed. i was i watched this scene and was thinking to myself if I were Robotnik, and this genuinely bothered me because it's such an easy play. If I were Robotnik, when Sarah said she had nothing to do with it, I'd have been all, how dare you sell me out like this and make it look like she was part of the plan and was just trying to turn, you know, face now, now that she got spotted. And keep the subterfuge up, make it look like Sarah was working with you the whole time, overthrow her father. But he didn't take that road, he just let her have it. Yeah, I... I, mean, why I just I hate wh- thinking up better plans than the villains, and I hate that I let myself hate it. Why did he have to pilot it? Was 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 it just because? No, it's not because he wanted to kill Sonic himself. Because the whole premise, the whole uh, sheer hubris. Whole Mac- That's all it is. The whole red herring MacGuffin of this thing is that he needs Sonic to go to this place. To complete the thing that he is later going to use to kill Sonic. Yeah. I. Why didn't he just put his own personality into the Metal Sonic? <laughs> because then it's got all of the robot's abilities, but all of Robotnik's malice. And clear intelligence, though not by much, over everyone else in the world, including the president who'll believe anything you say. So you just send Metal Sonic, Hyper Metal Sonic, sorry, Hyper Metal Sonic to the palace and say, I'm the good guy, but there's this other blue bastard running around that is bad. Help me kill him. That's a weak reason and excuse, but look at who we're dealing with. He'll buy it no problem. Then you've got government backing to go to the island without telling anyone where you live. (laughs) And slit his throat. You're right. There was a much easier... Well, but again, again, he's... I mean, again, like, this... The whole plan is attack Sonic with a big robot, which can be done in so many ways. If if it was going to be... If it was going to be a challenge for himself, he was going to have to dumb the plan down. Like, there'd have to be a risk of it failing (laughs) with these chuckleheads. He'd have to turn up as Hyper Metal Sonic, tell the president, I'm Hyper Metal Sonic and I want to kill the real Sonic and just hope he accepts that. <laughs> That's That was going to be the next step, but he thought, you know... Mm. He's like, that might not work. Let me run it through the calculator. Ah, uh, yeah, you see, look, 99% of the time I'll fail that. Oh, but then again, there's that always that 1%, innit? <laughs> no, no, 
you know what? I'm going with the odds on this one. I'm not making that mistake. No way. Uh... <laughs> I'll run it by Betsy Devotnik, see what she thinks. So Sonic and Tails thank Knuckles for his assistance, and he's going to go back to treasure hunting, because that's a character trait about him that's significant to this story. <laughs> As the sun sets, they finally see Robotropolis for the first time emerging from the fog, and Sonic and Tails head off, and Knuckles suddenly decides to go with them. Oh, yeah. oh and he can fly. By the way, hey, fly just hover in thin air doing nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Apparently, to them, gliding means you can do anything in the sky. It's, it's, yes, he's, there's no action keeping him aloft. He's just there. He's, he's just Superman now. Checks out. <laughs> Totes legit. The heroes arrive at Robotropolis. And enter down a long shaft where they're shot at a bunch. Knuckles tells Sonic and Tails to go on ahead and he'll keep the enemies busy. Uh, reaching the generator, Sonic successfully turns it off just in the nick of time. Only to be temporarily trapped as it zaps him with electricity. And Knuckles has to save his ass again. Uh, the generator falls apart and powers off in the city. But a strange ball of light appears, and inside it is a robot that looks... Boy, just like Sonic. Gosh, it's uncanny how much this robot, with all of these metal parts, you know, and like a turbine-like thing in the center of his stomach. Uh, and and, and I, if I'm not mistaken, he's got some kind of like a mini radar dome on his head. Uh... You know. Yeah. I I quite legitimately need to take a piss break for this one that I thought would be the shortest one we've ever done. Um, to save time, because you can get away with a lot without me interrupting now, um, keep talking about the film while I go for a piss. <laughs> oh. I'm going to put as the description for this one, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> because it's a fucking mess. I'll be back in it. I won't be very long. The bathroom is literally oh. a step. Hop in there, jump away. Okay. I'm, I'm, Keep telling them about the film. I'm, I'm ready to invest in catheters, uh, frankly. I've been seeing all of these really, really good advertisements uh, where this cowboy uh, talks about catheters. Um, it's, it's, this, it's this channel. It's the only place, uh, it's the only place you can get your news, really, if you want to be informed, uh, you know, like, if I had access to loads and loads of intelligence briefings on a daily basis that told me, like, basically everything you could possibly know with near limitless, uh, manpower and resources about the world, I would still get all of my information every day from a channel where a cowboy sells catheters. I mean, that's just, for my money, that's where you go. Uh, and let's not tell Jim that I spent most of his piss break just making more jokes about Donald Trump that his audience will complain about. Or that one guy. It's just you. And, and again, we're sorry. We, we're really sorry. Uh, anyway... Uh, Robotnik's laughter can be heard, and a collection of blue flames form together, and this produces a sort of portal from which the wrecked husk 
of Metal Robotnik rises uh, with its missing arms and cracked face and all this shit. And actually, you know, they really fuck up Metal Robotnik. Did you notice that? Oh, no, it's a complete fucking disaster like, they, by the time they're done it's, with it. And it's and, and, and this, in, in, a, in a comical moment for the film, the film is peppered with some good comical moments. And this is one of them. Uh, it's revealed at the end that it's a bunch of the robot minions of Robotnik that are, like, lifting it up above their heads to mm-hmm. give this impression that it's rising up. I love it. So good. It does have its moments, yeah. yeah. Uh, there are little little flourishes of genuine humor rather than the attempted stuff. Well, yeah. Well, there's some, and then and then there's some, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's keep moving. Uh, the uh, it completely falls apart once it's f- finished ascending, and uh, Robotnik and Sarah emerge from the wreckage with Robotnik uh, seemingly groping Sarah's breasts. In the process, this is not shown. It's conveyed through the dialogue, as oh yeah, because she's like yeah, get yeah yeah. She's talking about where he's putting. He his says hands get. She says get your hands. Hey, get your hands. Or, or don't touch me there. Or get your hands off me. It was one of those two things. And he says, oh, but they are quite oh they are quite nice though, or something along those lines. Like specifically indicating a plural. Like there's no questioning what he was doing down there. Yeah. I mean, I I heard that he believes that when you're Robotnik, you can grab them anywhere. Yeah, well, it's, it's true. They I mean, they'll, just, they'll, they'll just let you do it. Yeah, you don't you, you don't even have to ask. Uh, yeah. Uh, you grab by the pussy, cat, and put that in a big robot. Yeah, they let you do exactly. it. Exactly. Totally, totally legit, you know. And it's a great thing about being, you know, uh, uh, well, the only living person in a society that matters, I guess, is, is really what it comes down to. Yeah, well, the only living person in a city right, well, in this particular case. That, I mean, that is the situation. when With your orange chair hanging out in New York groping girls. <laughs> in this movie. That's what I'm talking about. Sarah reveals that Metal Robotnik and the Generator were all part of Robotnik's dastardly plan. Uh, so Sonic revs up and charges at Robotnik, but Hyper Metal Sonic steps in front of his path. And Robotnik explains that the robot is built with data collected when Sonic shut off the generator, so it knows all of its th- all of his thoughts. It knows what he would do. Yeah, that checks out. And Robotnik's ultimate objective is to destroy the land of the sky. <laughs> yeah, probably because it doesn't make grammatical sense. Uh, you know what? As a strict grammarian, he's as bothered by it as you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm warming to this plan. <clears throat> uh, so that's cool. He he leaves Hyper Metal Sonic to the task of killing Sonic, uh, taking Sarah with him in a flying machine. Uh, from here going, from here on, I'm just going to refer to Hyper Metal Sonic as HMS. Uh, fair enough. So Sonic and HMS run off, leaving Tails and Knuckles behind. Uh. With uh, no no clear way of how they're getting home, because uh, they're not fast. <laughs> if this Sonic cares about that, they're not fast. They don't have uh uh. If they're not fast, uh, Robotnik's flying away in a ship, and their plane crashed. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. 
Tails can probably just like hop on Knuckles' back and Knuckles can float wherever because we, we've established he can do anything in the air. He'll use his gliding ability to fly away. So some unengaging fighting happens between Sonic and HMS. And I... Yeah. I mean, they can't even animate hands, yeah. so they're not going to get a battle scene all that. Yeah, well. I would, I would really like to drive home how bad the combat sequences are in this, because you know we, you know, oh, fighting happens, they're all the same, blah blah blah. But there's like nothing happening in these because the the, the animation is so limited, and yeah. it, so everything is just sort of like blips popping onto a still or slightly animated background. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like Dragon Ball Z did it way better than this. And Dragon Ball Z is renowned for, you know, taking excessive amounts of, well, re- not taking them away, but refusing to put excessive numbers of frames in. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, you know, Dragon Ball Z has blue flashes teleporting around the frame. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that level of shite. It's quite quite depressing uh so yeah the uh eventually hms kicks sonic in the head and he goes flying off and is presumed to be dead uh meanwhile tails drags knuckles back to the land of the sky uh yeah do you remember how he did this no warp zone just oh yeah up right in front of him that'll explain it and 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 the the dimensions must be absolutely fucking lousy with warp zones because uh, Knuckles commented on how there's a warp zone that they're going right past that's, uh, in theory, supposed to take them to wherever Sonic is. Uh, but Tails says, no, we're not taking that one. We're going back to the land of the sky. And then they immediately pass through a warp zone. Yeah. Would have been easy to have gotten to the land of darkness that way. This planet is so fucked by whatever calamity uh, (laughs) befell the old world. Whatever happened in the siege of New York. There are pockets. Space time is like Swiss cheese. (laughs) Just pockets everywhere. Oh, see, incidentally, this plot is like Swiss cheese as well. <laughs> That's, what you know, you're absolutely right. What a what an apt comparison. Uh, on the beach, old man Al is chilling in Sonic's spot when HMS shows up, and uh, and and assumed by Al to be Sonic himself, attacks him. They do the Terminator gag, where we see this through. Uh, HMS's perspective and get red vision. Oh, yeah, the old robo-vision, yeah. yeah. Um, Sonic comes to a forest. Why do they always think robots are going to see in, like, limited colours with targets on everything and write up something? I'd be distracted if I was a robot. I I think that it is... The idea is that it... Well, okay, uh, I think in older robots... Or older robot movies, the idea was that this thing is really fucking technologically advanced, but we haven't yet come up with cameras that have the kind of definition for, you know, to be, to see real people. Like, 
Yeah. I think that that's the, the pre- is that they want to make it seem uh, rugged or uh, unrefined, you know, because it is a machine and we think of machines as clunky things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, th- I think that they do that because they want to like create that emotional distance from humanity and having uh, just yeah I'd be distracted if I was a robot and it was just words and it kept zooming well, in on things is it, could, it, like, could, it also, could it be better in a sense because you're getting less distracted well, that's what they information from color and, and you're being distracted. I always think that's what they're implying yeah is that oh you know this is tactical and lets them aim better and see things better and if I'd just be distracted mm. Mm. Unless they took the distraction chip out of my head, I don't know how robots work. Oh well, yeah, but that's how it worked in Terminator. He couldn't learn to be distracted until after they opened him up uh, and and flipped the switch. Just pop that right, in, yeah. yeah. Be a learning machine. Uh, yeah. So what the hell are we talking about? Uh, so Sonic comes to in a forest, and he remembers that he has to stop HMS. And Tails returns home with Knuckles to find that the hangout is kind of wrecked. But Al's totally fine and dressed up in Sonic's favorite clothes, which... <laughs> A lot of questions here. <laughs> can this... Can we... Uh, can we make this the, the still for the episode? Uh, potentially, yeah. Because, A, this needs to be seen by people. And B, I feel like words can't do it justice. Because... <laughs> All we've seen from Sonic so far is that he is the coolest motherfucker on Earth, right? Like, does not give shits about anything except what he, Sonic, wants and or likes. And when you see what Al is dressed in, your first thought would be, wait, Sonic thinks that's cool. Our cool guy would wear that. But no, 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 no. That's the thing. Sonic is so cool, he would wear that and not give a fuck. That's the, that's, yeah, that's the angle. I mean, we've already established he doesn't give a fuck about anything or anyone. Right. So why would he care what he looks like? Oh, oh, he might, I mean, he might love it. He might think it's great, but he does not give a fuck whether or not you like it. In fact, exactly. Yeah. Looking at that outfit on him would actively cause you pain. Well, that's just gravy. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that can relax to the sound of someone burning to death on a plane. Uh, Of course, he will get enjoyment from people being aghast at his clothing choices. (laughs) It's the little things that make life worth living for Sonic. Al says that, uh, yeah, oh yeah, Sonic was here. He forced me to put these clothes on before he flew away. <laughs> and the flying bit, the flying bit is the clue here to the two characters. Those mm-hmm. characters being Knuckles and Tails, that this must be HMS. Because, as we have established... This, this is the most amount of thought they've put into any of the stuff going well, on. We've established that these two characters can both fly. And I am sure that every time Sonic is a dick to them, 
and and they like they 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 he reaches that line that he should not cross, and then he crosses it because got to go fast. Oh yeah. They come back. Yeah, well, can you fly, bitch? <laughs> like that's their ace in the hole. It's like, oh, you think you're hot shit? Look at this. Look at this. Not touching the ground. Boop. Robotnik is pleased with the performance of HMS in his attempts to destroy South Island. And he gives a gift to Sarah, who is pretty excited for a woman who is quite clearly at this point the victim of kidnapping. Yeah. She's rather chill about the whole situation. In the hangout, Tails is fiddling with Robotnik's navigational device, thinking he can use it to find HMS because they use some of the same parts. <sighs> Fucking education system, I swear to God. He goes on to explain <laughs> that this will lead them to Sonic because HMS is based on Sonic's data. And therefore, they both know anything either of them has has ever or will ever see or feel. <laughs> because that's how this works. As Tails describes it, they are like identical twins. <laughs> Robotnik built not only the world's most, like, empathetic robot, but one that can tell an individual's future. Well, here's the thing. If Robotnik did build the most empathetic robot ever made, he truly has crafted the perfect foil for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Yes. So, uh... Oh, God, you shouldn't be listening to this episode. No, why... Did you not read the description? In the Situation Room, the president is uh, receiving dire news from around the island. Uh, A satellite photo reveals what appears to be Sonic causing the destruction. I'm going to give him a pass on this one because I would think in a keyhole satellite photo, you could probably mistake one for the other. Fine. They, they, they can have that one as a pass. I mean, it's still kind of suspect that, you know, like, like he, still, he doesn't seem to know about Robotnik yet. Like, they don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's not really been notified. <laughs> They should be suspicious. They're savvy enough to have, like, satellite uplinks and shit. I mean, he ran off with your daughter. Like, what the... And they do. They've got a whole fucking situation room. Like, a proper one. It's like, like, technology and shit. Who let these monkeys have this? Like, it's weird. (laughs) It is weird that he's not, like, curious about what's happening here to find out more. The, uh... But then again, we watched Sonic the Hedgehog happily let an owl burn to death. You know, theoretically. Allegedly. Yeah. So the president... How the hell does Sonic the Hedgehog's 
like Metal Sonic, Hyper Metal, HMS, how the hell does the robot Sonic have the personality of Sonic the Hedgehog when Sonic the Hedgehog is an emotional blank slate? No, I mean, I think, I think he does. I think he does. That's why he has no... I mean, like, he, I'm, t- I'm telling, like, he's Dexter. He is Dexter <laughs> in terms of emotion and personality. He's yeah. little more than a cipher. Yeah. Because he can't relate to human beings or, you know, animals in this case, whatever, cat girls and Other sentient and life. Cannot, yeah, can't relate to it. It's all about him. He has killed. Oh, quite clearly. He has killed and tortured whatever this world's version of animals are when he was a kid. It's probably set fire to something. It a, it's probably babies, like human babies. Yeah. I, I'm guessing this shit is what happens during his cooldown period. <laughs> he does like three or four rests, maybe sends a letter to the police taunting them. So, uh, so the president tries to call the hangout, but he doesn't seem to get anywhere because old man Owl is an idiot and Knuckles is an asshole. Back on Robotnik's ship, Sarah is showing off the new wedding dress that Robotnik gave her. <laughs> then asks why he gave her a wedding dress. <laughs> I have two questions. Put it on. It takes a long time to put on, but put it on first before you ask anything yes, else. That's... Yes, that was my first question. Was Wouldn't you ask that question before you put the complicated wedding garment on? Yeah. Yeah, I would answer that with gotta go fast. My second question is, why would you put on a wedding dress that this man gives you? Under any circumstances. <laughs> You've already gotten into a a vehicle with him, and you saw how that turned out. Uh, Robotnik reveals that once they're the only two people left in the world, they'll be married (laughs) and live happy lives together. And he is now in a powder blue tuxedo. Yeah. Uh, I've got to just, like, wonder if he was on any incel forums at this point, and... Was getting ideas that he shouldn't have been getting. Uh, uh, and that's not how marriage works, no, by the way. No. You're not automatically married if you kill everyone in the yeah, world. If, it, no matter what incel forums yeah, tell you. You uh, try all you like. If you engineer a situation where you are literally the last man on earth, I still suspect you will be an incel. Yeah, I mean, I would say in that fact, at this I would, point... I would suggest it might increase your odds of being an incel forever. Yeah, honestly. Like, if word got out... Like, basically, if you... <laughs> yeah, if word got out, no one would want to sleep with you. But also, if you kill everyone else in the world, and, and you're hinging your bets on one person, like, you really are just cutting down the numbers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the very least, like, maybe have a... Like, maybe kill everyone who you don't want to sleep with in the world. So that way, you've dramatically at least narrowed everything down and kept it condensed. We're not encouraging the practice of forming non-consensual harems. No. 
Uh, or indeed committing genocide on a global scale. Um, don't do either of those things. However, if you're going to do I the mean, just one, don't go on incel forums do the other. In it at all. That don't kill the world to have sex. That was Hitler's cleanse. mistake. <laughs> don't listen to this one. That was Hitler's mistake. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you? Ah. So uh, this does not agree with Sarah, this idea of marrying Robotnik. She does explicitly state, not if you were the last, uh, I wouldn't marry you if you were the last man on Earth, which is precisely the scenario he is describing. And that line doesn't work quite as effectively if that's his plotted outcome, but... Yeah, because at that point he's just thinking... Well, yeah, that was the given. Eventually. (laughs) I'm going to wear her down. You'll get bored enough. Uh, um, what an idiot. What an idiotic film. But she briefly... This is another example of the every comic trope in anime coming up. Because we get a super deformed sketch sequence. Where... Oh, yeah! Where there's a super deformed sketch uh, with, like, three frames of animation where she is pregnant... And has a baby carriage, and there's like half a dozen little Robotniks crawling over an adult Robotnik. Oh, God. And like, even that is a nightmare scenario. It truly is in so many ways. You've got to repopulate the earth with just your own children. And, and, like, that's bad enough. And nobody should ever draw that with, a, with an eye for cute. No, it just creates this dissonance. Yeah, it's it's grim. It's worse than the dream sequence in Terminator Two. It's her dream sequence, her, her imagination of the future. It's worse than Linda Hamilton's. Oh god. So yeah, she 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 briefly has this sort of nightmare scenario of a dozen little Robotniks popping out of her basement toaster. And then we go back to the Situation Room, where Knuckles is giving the president the lowdown on how HMS actually could single-handedly destroy the world. Now, uh, you think back to about, oh, God, it feels like an eternity ago now, but we're going to say about an hour ago. Why is this so long? This is is ridiculous. And about an hour ago when I said that this film broke me midstream here, this is what I was talking about. Okay, the land of the sky sits upon a glacier that holds the continents of the planets together, (laughs) beneath which are rivers of lava. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> All of it's so wrong. All of it. The glacier, the balancing, the lava, of course, the 
The oh, I, all every aspect of this is wrong. The thirty thousand feet of empty space. <laughs> it's all just jizzes in the face of scent. <laughs> How is this not scrambled to the brain of any child that's watched it? You know what? I I, I think we're more at risk because our, our yeah. sense of reality has already been clearly defined. It's not nearly as malleable as a child's. That's it. We're, we're questioning. Yes. Kids don't. They're just rolling with it. Uh, we need to not watch kids' films. Seriously, this is bad. The uh, So what HMS can do is pierce the glacier that's holding the planets together at a certain spot near the North Pole. And this is going to cause the lava to bubble up and melt the glacier, <laughs> thus breaking apart the continents and destroying the world. <laughs> Tails. Fuck this film. This is, like, this is the worst fucking scene of this entire thing for so many reasons, because now Tails urges the president not to disclose this information to Sonic. But Sonic, having now suddenly developed a fuck, (laughs) has come to the Situation Room and just heard the description of the plan. Which means now, because again, let me remind you, anything Sonic has or will ever know is now known by HMS. So it changes course and heads in the direction of the North Pole. That's how having the same personality works. It's telekinesis, uh, telepathy rather, is just built in. Everyone starts heading to the North Pole in groups. As Tails and Knuckles fly there in the tornado, which I guess they... It turns out this whole thing was like the setup for the world's shittest Christmas movie. Pretty much, yeah. It just gets Christmassy at the end. I guess they, they somehow got back and repaired the tornado... Either that or, like, Tails has multiples of the thing. Hard to say. Oh, yeah, because they're back. They're, they're back playing and yeah, around. they're back on the plane. Uh, Tails says some crap about using the navigator to bring Sonic's personality out in HMS. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I mean, it's already pretty out if... if... Mm. It's knowing everything right? you know. Yeah. The, the shit's I would working. say it's pretty out. Uh, at the North Pole, HMS scans for the right spot to attack and breaks into the glacier. If anything, tone this Metal Sonic's personality down so it's less like Sonic, therefore less likely to destroy the world. Yeah. Yeah, I think things would have been safer if it hadn't taken this Sonic's personality. Honestly, I, I think that Hyper Metal Sonic is only doing this for a laugh. Actually... Because it's got Sonic's personality. That, that explains something later in the film. I'm going to bring that up again. That's, that's a good thought. That's a good thought about that. There you yeah. go. Okay. So uh, HMS attacks the glacier. It breaks through. And Sonic is too late to prevent him, but not too late for some more incredibly uninteresting fighting to happen. 
They mirror each other's moves because, as Sodic helpfully points out, they both know what the other is thinking. Yep. That's how this works. <laughs> Running into each other, they fly upward to Robotnik's ship above, Sonic landing on the nose of the ship, and HMS crashing into oh, its hello. underside. Sonic then blushes and awkwardly dances around on the nose of the ship to Robotnik's expressed confusion. But we quickly learn that this is because HMS has crashed through the passenger side floor and he is looking directly up Sarah's skirt. Oh, yeah. And because... You're right, the robot does want to fuck her. Yep. The robot wants to fuck her. Yep. <sighs> and because the robot's ex- having the experience of, of looking at her panties, Sonic is having the experience so too is Son- yeah. of looking up her panties. Yeah. Because that's how it works. That's how it works. Fuck me, running. Uh, how to stop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as she's beating the robot on the head for being a perv, and Robotnik is trying to leap at Sonic on the nose of the ship. If they're that identical, how are they not like stood next to each other, just doing the same things forever in tandem? Well, that that is ultimately what happens here. Um. In this in this confrontation, that is what they were doing. I mean, it's they stopped doing it because. I mean, that's the thing. Why is it selective? Why? Why? Well, I think, why I are think they, they both that closely the connected? At the same time, had an idea to not do the thing the other one was going to do. And that's the only way it works. <laughs> but then the rest of it, I'm thinking like, because this is what leads me to my thing of like this, the conclusion, what they want to have happen is the only thing that should be happening. Because I then start thinking, well, what if one of them wants to take a shit? And I'm saying one of them because they're so closely connected that uh, the robot would have to think it needs to take shit. (laughs) So Wow. Oh, and that's got to be an existential crisis for the robot because he doesn't have that Right? He's just sat there straining for nothing. (laughs) But which one needs to go for a shit first? And then it's a chicken-egg situation. Because surely they both want to shit at the same time. But if one of them is dictating the feelings of the other and vice versa. Oh, my God. Who's no, having the feelings see, first? That's, and that's what they start that's, thinking. No, see here. If Robotnik and <laughs> if Robotnik and HMS had been smarter, HMS would have simply thought, no, I don't have to take a shit forever. Because he could do that. Yeah. And this this will help me because I'm the Sonic of this film. That will help me not give a shit right, forever. But, but see, the the thing is, is that then if this transference then works as described, the real Sonic would not feel like he needs to take a shit. <sighs> right. But the real you Sonic correct. does need to take a shit. <laughs> so all this has done is they've created a world in which Sonic constantly shits himself. <laughs> or conversely eventually dies of toxic poisoning that's right yeah just sort of goes back up the sphincter yeah this and he just poisons himself from inside which is a horrific way to go again robotnik wants to challenge himself yeah 
so he made he made a robot that defies sense and confuses anyone who thinks about it for more than a minute which is more than anyone should think about this how have we managed to do almost 2 hours and 30 minutes well what was it like 2 hours 20 minutes r- roughly give give take yeah that's 10 that's minutes away be from when it all it. shakes out i think yeah yeah we can't yeah. yeah it's not it's not a good look for us jim it's not at all. This should have been the shortest one we've ever done. It's the shortest film we've ever done. And there's not a lot that happens and in it. And yet, such a deep well. So, uh, anyway, she's beaten the robot of the head for being a perv. She falls out the side. And there's a, just a weird visual thing. I swear to God, as she's falling out of the ship towards the floating islands below, she develops re-entry heat on her legs. I don't know why. She just does. She gets caught by Knuckles, much to her delight. She chortles incessantly while riding atop the degraded echidna as he slides across ice on the glaciers. Robotnik, seeing he's not alone in the skies, takes aim at Tails and fires two missiles. A tortoise and a hare. This is a pretty good gag. Credit where credit's due. There's there's a third animal robot that's holding a, a like a starter's flag to indicate the start of the race. It's in between them. It's yeah. it's quite cute. The hair takes off. So the, we we've said the the film has its it moments. Uh, the hair takes off and just immediately downs the tornado, while the tortoise slowly crawls forward and is deemed a design failure by Robotnik. The tortoise is cute. It is. It's it's the little tortoise trying to get to where it needs to go. It's quite cute. Uh, Robotnik then moves to retrieve Sarah, but his ship is struck by Tails, who, after falling from the tornado, turned into a giant snowball as he rolled down a mountain. Not something over. Sorry. The on. fighting between Sonic and HMS. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The lackluster fighting between Sonic and HMS <laughs> causes a, an ice bridge to be put at risk, which for reasons that are not really explained, cannot be allowed to happen. And an initially reticent Knuckles, who has started to, to figure out, hey, wait a minute, I got to start negging these people. Like, <clears throat> This, this is really working for Sonic. Everyone thinks he's a hero. Uh, he only agrees to help save everyone from certain doom after receiving a kiss from Sarah. Everybody wants her. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And he digs holes to redirect lava flow away from the bridge. I think she's... Is, is she the only yes. woman in the yep. plot? Yeah, she might be the only one in the world. That might be why everyone's so, like, thirsty. Everybody wants you. Uh, an exhausted Sonic then gets his ass kicked straight to his friends so that HMS may choke him where they can all see. Uh, it's kind of dark. Sarah. Well, he's got Sonic's personality. Sarah, uh, Sarah tries to beat HMS up, but he's, like, a robot. And she's, like, a cat girl. So Yeah, it's not an even match. Tails does something with the navigator, though, that causes HMS to short out, allowing Sonic the opportunity to strike, and HMS is sent flying into the distance. And then a ship crashes into the glacier. It is the president, who is here despite there being absolutely no justification or rationale for his presence in this place, in this time. 
and now the ship may explode and cause harms, cause the harm to the glacier required to destroy the world or something. <laughs> I fucking give up. Tails and Sonic move to stop it, but HMS stands in the way again, and because Tails thought it was more important to give instructions to Sonic than to deal with the fucking problem, the Navigator gets destroyed by a shot from Robotnik's pistol before HMS could be disabled again. Torturously dull fighting resumes, ending with HMS being kicked into the cockpit of the President's ship, which explodes. After some initial whinging, the President is found to be unharmed. HMS isn't so lucky, clinging to the side of a glacier as it's melting down into lava below. Is the world fucked? Is the world not fucked? I cannot tell. There is lava melting glacier here. When's it gonna stop? Sonic reaches out to the robot, which is climbing up, but then when it gets to Sonic's hand, it swats it, swats it away, saying, There is only one Sonic before falling into the lava. Yeah. Sarah and it does it does, it does do, do, that. do that. Like if anyone's it's, curious, it does do what Conrad said. It's not said. dramatic in the way that this should be dramatic. Or you know, in this scene if this was a film that was not completely bonkers, yeah. incoherent trash. It's just a series of weird yeah. events. Uh Sarah and Tails try to clean up clean up. Cheer up a dejected Sonic. Robotnik laughs off his failure. You know, I, I gotta give it to Robotnik. He, uh, you know, knows how to take a loss. He's a good loser. Well, I mean, considering in his mind, he expected to lose an hour ago. Before the plan even started, it was so bad. Getting this far is pretty good for him. And so he shows, he, he, he holds up the disc that he made, and apparently the only copy that he made, of the data that is Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Which means he can just try this I'd have, again. I'd have saved it to the cloud. Yeah, right? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't, wouldn't you have done that? Oh, you know what? You know what? I bet the land of the sky doesn't have the cloud. Oh, yeah. There's certainly no cloud in the land of darkness. Because it's underneath a, 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 a mantle that is beneath a river of lava that is beneath a glacier that is holding together a bunch of sky continents. In case you were wondering why there's no cloud yeah, pretty much. in the land of the darkness. Um, yeah, so he's got this disc. It's his only copy of it. He's all excited to do this again. And he specifically says... I'll just subdue Sonic's personality. So you're on the right track. He's he's gonna he's gonna handicap himself further <laughs> by yeah. removing the killer instinct. Taking out the thing he said he needed to complete the robot. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this disc. All I need to do is put it in the robot and then wipe the data on it. Uh Fucking idiot. Fucking stupid film. Fucking idiot and film. And as he's celebrating his genius, the tortoise missile from earlier slowly makes its way past the crowd of heroes to the disc. They all watch it go by. <laughs> it is... If there is one aspect of this that I, I could say, you know, 
from an execution standpoint, <laughs> this... The whole movie's terrible. It's worth it for the punchline. It's not worth it for the punchline. No, it's not. But it deserves a golf clap. As the tortoise missile goes and blows up the disc. I'm a fan of a well-executed brick joke. Yep. yep. It was it was very well done, and it was it, it's well done in a lot of ways too. Because I would I would point out if you if you do for whatever ungodly reason watch this, uh, the tortoise bites the disc, and there's a pause, like it holds for the joke, as you you know in case you haven't realized. Wait a minute, this is a missile. Because in the time it, it, between in the intervening ten minutes, because again only ten minutes has passed, if that, sorry. Uh, you may have forgotten in all of the mind-numbing, boring combat that uh, that this was a missile. So, well played. Yeah. Uh, Knuckles then punches Sonic, says that they're even, which then escalates it to a race. And then everyone else climbs into Robotnik's ship because it's comical to have that many people in a very small ship chasing after Sonic. The end. Yeah, that's Thank it. God. Um, I'm just going to try and yeah. tie this off as quickly yeah, as possible. Yeah, you do that because uh, I'm tying off something else right now. Nice. Did you like it or not? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like what we did to it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I don't care for the movie one way or the other, apart from the sheer idiocy on display, but it's, it's a kid's movie. I'll give it a bit of a pass for that, although... It's insulting a lot of children's intelligence. But, yeah, it is better for the fact that we've done a two-and-a-half-hour podcast like, on like, it. Viewed through the right cynical lens, there is enjoyment to be found. Yeah, yeah, if you're willing to question it yeah. and go down that rabbit hole that will lead in genuine stress yes, yes. for you... And, and- Genuine emotional stress and labor that you need to and do. I, and I, 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 I really, this has been very, very long, and it, it may seem like we have been just utterly exhaustive, but I'd like to think there's I'm more. I'm utterly out there. exhausted. Oh, no doubt. I think if, if we'd have decided to tackle this like more like actual movie critics and decided at the beginning to disseminate and and pull apart proper academic and, critics not you know your local newspaper critics. not a pair of wankers even then if we'd have just at least had newspaper yep. critic levels yep. of faculty we'd have done better but yeah there's a lot to pull out of this horrible thing but it is like you've got to if you're willing to question what you're seeing and hearing the guff that is being passed off. <laughs> Although when you think about it, polymer alloy is itself a word alloy. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's basically an alloy, isn't it? Just get two random things to mash them together awkwardly. So, Jim. All right, that's What are we that. doing next time? Are we doing Castlevania? <laughs> Why not? Castlevania on Netflix. All right. This will be, be an interesting experiment because we haven't done anything that is episodic in nature. No, this will be our first uh, one, but it is a shorter episode. It is a shorter thing, episodic so. thing. I, I think uh, we, we might might have to play with the format a little bit. Um, yeah, we'll see how but, it goes. Uh, yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that'll do, because uh, I imagine, yeah, you've got to go I quickly. Should, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, should have done what I did. Uh, although I wouldn't have been able to write, like, talk about the movie because I hadn't written it down. But anyway, um, if you like a podcast, we will just rush off because I, I know it must be bursting. Um, follow Conrad on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. Uh, you can also uh, listen to another podcast we do, Fist Shark Marketing at fistshark.com or look for Shark Marketing on iTunes. And we'll see you next time with Castlevania, the Netflix animated original show. And that'll do it. Goodbye. Bye. Fucking hell.